everybody, and welcome back. Uh, we are continuing with our uh, Friday the 13th coverage, and uh, this time we are covering Freddy versus Jason. Frederick uh, versus from, Jason. From 2003. Tagline, a nightmare on Elm Street meets Friday the 13th. I mean... It's accurate. It's 100% accurate. Yeah. Could we not? I don't know. Like, could we not have blended the two better? Yeah. It's it's a little boring, too. It yeah. doesn't really, there's no punch to it. Yeah. Like, let's rethink that for a second. Uh, a Nightmare on Friday the 13th? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, maybe there is no better way to rethink it. I don't Jason's about to be Freddy's nightmare. I don't know. I mean, you know, you yeah. could, there's there's a few ways you throw it out there. Uh, directed by Ronnie Yu, who you remember was the director of Bride of Chucky. Oh, yeah. Uh, written by Damien Shannon and Mark Swift, uh, based on characters by Wes Craven and Victor Miller. Uh, music by Graham Ravel. Budget of $30 million USD. Made $116.6 million. Shut the fuck up up and it deserved every penny uh this was the movie people had been waiting on for like their entire life oh yeah uh and i bring that up because and the reason that i had the reaction i did initial upon initial viewing and we'll get into that a little bit later uh when i did watch this in the theater because i did watch this one in the theater um when i was a kid we sat around, I mean, this was our version, you know, like just one of the little nerdy things we did besides talking about Ninja Turtles, which was the yeah. other thing we talked about. We sat and talked about, okay, what if, you know, like say Michael Myers, you know, fought, you know, Jason, blah, blah, blah. But the one that we always talked about was Freddie versus Jason and how would that work and who would win and it was always, you know, like a debate. It was like, well, can Jason sleep? Because if so, and he's in Freddy's reality, then Freddy obviously has the advantage. But if he comes to, you know, the real world, then there's no way he's beating Jason. So, yeah. you know, we it was something we talked about all the time as kids. There's no um, way Jason's going to win because Jason can't disappear. I mean, there's I could imagine those conversations. It basically is going to look like those text messages with a little bit less of vulgarity that you send me. <laughs> Uh, one thing I did forget earlier, uh, when we was covering uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, mm -hmm. people started noticing that uh, undead Jason Voorhees, at least from part eight on, had the ability to teleport. Oh, yeah. And it's really bad in part eight, and I didn't bring it up then, but I'm bringing it up now just so that it, we get complete coverage. Uh, that movie is ridiculous about the amount of teleporting. Now, if you look at the internet, they claim that it doesn't exist. People like, I don't know, screen rant and all them will fuck those guys because they're wrong. If you watch the movie, uh, JJ is the perfect example of that. When she's playing her guitar, Jason's behind her on the, the steps. She runs in farther inside of the, the actual cruise ship. And somehow, even though there's only one way into the way that she ran, Jason appears in front of her and then takes her out. So he teleported. And he does it multiple times in that movie, by the way. And I'm glad you gave me an uh, example because I totally missed that. I didn't miss it. I saw it. It just didn't register. And even my son, and I, I don't know if I've, I've mentioned on this in the show, my son, you know, he's, he's delayed. I know, you know, Reverend, the, the folks out there, you know, uh, he's slightly delayed. It's not terrible. Uh, he's going to make it everyone. But um, he, he 
the the one thing he told me about the video game, he loves the fact that Jason can teleport. But even he told me it's a running joke. Like it's it's not supposed to be real, but because he's done it so much in the movies, they made it an ability in the game. And I'll tell you what I think happened. I think they cut the shit out of part eight and the teleport is a result of oh, uh, yeah. bad continuity. Okay. But, 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 but it's, it's canon because as the film progresses, he does teleport. Um, and the reason I bring that up, it will come into play when we cover the remake next, because they didn't like the fact that he teleported. So they developed a way that he could appear from one place to the next and that's why you have the underground tunnels under yeah. Crystal Lake. Anyways, all that out of the way, he does teleport, and it is a thing, and we've covered it. Uh, but, yeah, this movie made a, a bunch of money, and deservedly so, because this is the fight that everybody wanted to see. This movie made um, $85 million over its budget. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason why New, uh, New Line wanted the Friday the third or wanted Jason. They didn't necessarily want the name Friday the thirteenth, but they wanted Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh first up principal players, uh we gotta give it to the two slashers uh right off the bat because it's about them. Uh Robert England returns as Freddy Krueger for the final time. Allegedly unfortunately. Uh I just don't see him playing the part again. He yeah. he will make a cameo if they if they get off their ass and they make another one, but he won't be Fred. Yeah. Uh and of course he's the dream spirit, revenge slasher, you know, yeah. the same one that he's always been. Scuzzy as fuck in this movie though. Uh that first scene where he's sitting there and he's uh, giving his backstory to the folks who needed a little refresher, and it's just Robert England without the makeup, and he's smoking a cigarette as he's like going through and 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 making a, a you know a memory book out of the the children he's killed. When he goes to lick the back of the picture of the little girl, <clears throat> I mean, good on Robert England. Yeah, I mean, he, he played the part well, but man, you the undertones of his molestation in addition to his killing. They really come through heavy in this movie again. You know what, though? If Robert... Okay, so Robert England, clearly amazing actor. Because if he ever... Because he was obviously good with the children, you know, off of screen. Fine. That could have turned into a bad thing. No one has ever... If anyone who has been in contact with him only had amazing things to say. Not one person has said he was inappropriate around me. Nope. And, I mean, that... I mean, he, he's a good actor, and he, he seems like he's a good guy. It's just, man, whenever he yeah. really lays into the Freddy stuff, it's... it. A little too good, Robert. A little feels, too you like, good. You, you feel like you need a shower afterward. Ooh, um, yeah, and hopefully he's not watching. Uh, Ken Kersinger, as we said before, takes over as Jason Voorhees in this movie. Mm. Uh, the undead revenant slasher that we're, you know, fond of. Um I'm going to go ahead and say it now. The thing, and I, I hinted at this before, uh, the the thing that he does in this movie that's appropriate to the movie, as far as Jason, that I don't think Kane Hodder would have pulled off, is that they try to make Jason sympathetic in this movie, especially versus, oh, yeah. you know, especially versus Freddy. And so they play up Jason is a child inside of that yeah. grown-up, you know, mongoloid body. There are things that Ken Kersinger does in the movie 
that are very childlike with the way his head moves and stuff and, and the way that he like, you know, responds to the world. So he, he brings a new, you know, acting style to the role that is more childlike, which fits for this movie, but you lose all of the stuff that came mm-hmm. hotter, you know, brought to the role. Which I sucks, mean, it, yeah. Because there's a couple of times, actually, it was so funny. I was thinking about how in one of the, uh, you know, um, uh, the the notes that you had put, you know, the trivia, you said that Kane Hodder never blinks. And at the, towards the end of this movie, I don't want to spoil anything. We're going to spoil it. Um, Jason closes his eyes. And I was like, that had to be a different Jason because Kane Hodder would never. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how they would have done the sleep scene with him because they would like there'd be like Kane, you got to close your eyes for this one. He's like, I don't blink. Yeah. This character. And Jason it's like, sleeps with his eyes open. He sleeps with his eyes open. It's like which that would have been really creepy, and yeah. it would have played out actually better because when uh, Kelly, whatever her name is, we'll get to her in a second from uh, yeah Kelly Rowland. Yeah, when she was like, you know, right next to uh, Jason, trying, especially when she was trying to do the CPR, that would have been way creepier. Oh if yeah, his eyes were already there, just oh, staring yeah. at her. So, oh yeah, it would have been. I mean, I'm not gonna shit on fucking Ken, but he didn't have the cane. There was some other things too, and we'll go over that as we go through the movie, especially the kills. So, I, I. I would prefer C.J. Graham if they were going to go with somebody else besides Kane. That's because I mean, you have but... a gentleman boner for C.J. Graham, and that's totally acceptable. It's totally fine. He was I'm a just, great I'm Jason. I'm just saying, yeah. you know. Uh, anyways, uh, and we'll get to that in a second, because I did start watching, uh, you know, uh, what is it, Friday the 13th Vengeance or Ooh, whatever they call okay. it. okay. Uh, I did, and C.J. Graham is Elias in that movie, so there you there go. There you go. Uh Ken Kurzinger was a stuntman of multiple movies, uh, including Watchmen, X-Men Origins Wolverine, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and in Cabin in the Woods. Wow, the fuck they use this fucking behemoth for? Uh, Anytime they need some big hulking behemoth, they they use him. Well, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is almost a slasher. It's got other things going on for it, and I don't really know what season that'd be best in other than monster season, because it's got a lot of monsters. Uh, anyways, Monica Kina plays Lori Campbell, the final girl in the movie. Uh, she's got some big boobies. Uh, I'm going to throw that out there. but And you don't see them in the movie necessarily, but there is an alternate ending that oh, I did watch to the movie, which takes place right after, you know, the, the end, uh, you know, between the, the fight between the two, you know, behemoths. And, um, She's rolling around in bed with John Ritter or Jason Ritter. Oh, say Jason Ritter, not John, but Jason. Uh, and they're getting pretty freaky. And you know he's you know undressing her. It only goes down to the bra, but I mean they're you know that bra is pretty skimpy. And uh, then of course he turns into Freddy and you know swaps yeah. at her, and that's how the movie ends. So, uh, but anyways, uh, uh, she's she's stacked. Uh, anyways, uh, she was in Dawson's Creek. Orange County, Night of the Demons, the 2009 version, uh, Ghost Whisperer, one Woo-hoo. episode, Left left in the Darkness, and The Devil's Advocate. Oh, shit. So she has been on this podcast before, whether yes. we covered it or not. Uh, Jason Ritter plays Will Rollins, Lori's boyfriend, uh, and also mm-hmm. escaped from a mental asylum. Uh, he's in The Last of Us, uh, the TV show we just talked about with Daddy. Ah. Uh, he... Uh, he plays a clicker in that. Kind of weird that, 
you know, a name like Jason Ritter yeah. would play like a, you know, but he, he did. He probably loves uh, it though. Yeah, probably. Uh, he is the voice of Ryder in Frozen and Frozen 2, so he's got some, you know, he's probably got some good money off of that. Wait, Ryder? He's a co- Ryder. I think he, uh, I think that's the name of the, the guy, is that the name of the guy who is, uh, maybe that's like his last name or something, the guy who is uh, uh, dating Anna hold or on. whatever, you know, that's got the moose. Um, uh, hold on, I'm looking up. Are you thinking Flynn Ryder from... Are you thinking Flynn Ryder from um, from Tangled? Well, I didn't choose that name, but it did say Frozen, Frozen Two, so I could have missed the name up. I'll throw I'm, that out there. I'm looking. Hold on, I'm I'm pulling up his. Fucking... I am going to put something that I know that he divorced for, and that's Dipper from Gravity Falls. Yes, I see. Gra- uh, no, he it. is on Frozen. Well, definitely Frozen Two. He was in a movie called Good Dick. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Anyway, sorry, my bad. Um, yeah, I see Gravity Falls. I wonder if the kids would recognize him. Um, get the get the button ready because uh, yes, I have the button ready. <laughs> he was in the Wicker Man from two thousand six. What is that? What is that? What is it? Oh no! Not the beast! Not the beast! I swear, we need to make shirts or something. <laughs> Hey, I watched Willy's Wonderland again tonight. Oh, so shit. <laughs> You've been busy today, specifically. Yeah, I, I've watched all kinds of stuff. And we started watching uh, uh, Urban Legend. And Rose Red. Uh, or was it Rose Red? Uh, Rose Blood. And Rose I did watch Blood. all of it. And the last 20 minutes, that guy that, that's also in Friday the 13th Vengeance, that, uh, Jason Brooks, uh, he's actually the Jason that's also in Rose Blood. And he plays a pretty good Jason. Uh, and the thing I like most about it, the Jason that, okay, the, this is a tangent. The Jason that's in Rose Blood looks exactly, uh, minus, you know, it's, it's not movie quality, but it's close. Uh, he looks exactly like the Jason that's in Part 7, which we both agreed is one of the best-looking Jason in the series. The Jason that he plays in Vigence, get this, is the exact Jason from part six. No. Vengeance. Vengeance takes place 30 years after CJ Graham's, uh, Jason in part six. Wow. And it's the same. It's the same storyline. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, so, t- okay. So t- vengeance two was like a skinnier Jason. Uh, I don't, th- I don't know, but here's the thing vengeance uh tommy jarvis is mentioned because his daughter is in it uh he's got two daughters actually and his oldest daughter angelica is going to find him because he's missing and jason's back because he's been summoned through the necronomicon there's the link to jason goes to hell uh by elias now in vengeance bloodlines tommy jarvis is back and he's played uh by uh tom matthews who played him in part six I want to watch all these fan films, but I just feel like I'm going to be pulled in so many different directions and I'm just going to split apart like Jason ripping me apart, you know? But yes, the, the Jason in part in vengeance is the Jason from part six, my favorite one. So I, I, I got giddy watching the beginning of that. And, and he even comes out of the water and he kills somebody immediately with a rock that Tommy Jarvis attached him to. Oh no. Uh, he swings the rock and, and bashes the guy's head in. 
<laughs> okay, so real quick, refresh my memory on the Jason Voorhees from Part Six. Is this the one that was like had the more of the hunter's gear, the yellow gloves? Mm, I don't think so. You, you don't. Part Six is yeah. Zombie Jason, like the very first one. Well, he is he is a zombie in that one, and I joke that he he is a zombie, but yeah, he has more like hunter. It looks like he's got like a belt and like. I remember I joked that he looked kind of like he was dressed like Jensen Ackles. Uh, well, the funny thing is, is that if you look at Jason, he always looks like he's dressed like Jensen Ackles uh, yeah, from Supernatural. That is true. Which I mean, is... he's got the same over shirt, over, you know, coat or, you know, long sleeve shirt over top of like a plain T-shirt. Uh, you know, the, the work pants, the work boots. He looks, sh- I mean, it's basically undead Jensen is what it amounts to. Yeah. So, okay. The reason why I bring this up, I had to remember what Jason it was because that's the one I said I didn't like him because he was, to my, in my opinion, a little too trimmed down. Like he wasn't skinny or small by any means. He just wasn't. So the size is different, obviously, because yes. it's not CJ Graham. It it's, is. Yeah. He's bulky. He's bulky like Kane, but he looks like the character, he, the way they did him in okay. part six. Perfect. And, but I, there is one of the Jason fan films where they said they specifically chose a specific actor because they wanted a slimmed down and faster Jason. Um, that is probably never hike alone because I feel oh, okay. like he's yeah. quicker in that movie. Okay. So many Jasons, everybody. Uh, We're so sorry. Uh, Odessa Monroe plays Heather, the camp counselor at Crystal Lake. Uh, Jesse Hutch, uh, you know, she's, that's kind of in Jason's dream, by the way, that he's having in hell. Uh, Jesse Hutch plays Trey, the young man from Springwood, Ohio, a young man from Springwood, Ohio. Uh, Brent Chapman plays Mr. Muller, which is Blake's dad. Uh, and he was in Halloween Resurrection. Uh, terrible movie. That will <laughs> not be my, my pick. I'm throwing that out there. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, Buster Rhymes karate chopping, uh, you know, Michael Myers as being my uh, other favorite in the series because it is not, and I'm you know it's never going to be that. So, uh, David Cop plays Blake Muller, uh, Trey's BFF. Uh, Catherine Isabel plays Gib Smith, a, f- a friend of Lori's, who's always smoking and says she'll quit smoking when she quits drinking, and she's working on it. Oh, okay. Um, Catherine Isabel is horror royalty. Uh, she was an American Mary. Uh, Ginger snaps one, two, and three, and the and the prequel. Jesus, uh, she was in she was in the movie Insomnia. She was in Carrie, the two thousand two TV movie. She was in the Snoop Dogg vampire movie Bones. <laughs> uh, she was in Disturbing Behavior and a movie called Thirteen Eerie. But Damn. she's primarily known for American Mary and Ginger Snaps, yeah. and she is great in both of those. And in American Mary, she's smoking hot, like you know, big time. So. Uh, Chris Gothier plays Shaq, uh, the Springwood teen and sports ball player, and a poor man's uh, Jack Black. Uh, oh, I think yeah. that's what he was going for. Um, Beyond the Black Rainbow, Supernatural, two episodes he was on Supernatural. Uh, Harper Island, eight episodes. And guess who also was on uh, Harper Island? One Jim Beaver from Supernatural. Oh, my God. Bobby. Bobby. Uh, and... I, and I want, well, I don't know. Jensen, wasn't on that. he's on, he was on something called like something sky, like later on or something, I think. But anyways, and he was also in insomnia with, uh, Catherine Isbell. Okay. Uh, Brendan Fletcher plays Mark Davis, the doom prophet in the movie. 
his brother was the one that passed away and he saw it and being the doom prophet he's actually bringing doom because <laughs> that's what freddie wants yeah um he was in the last of us he played robert the scuzzbag guy at the end who is uh threatening to molest the little girl Ooh. you didn't get that far but uh Jesus. He, he's 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 worse than any of the clickers. I'll just put it that yeah. way. Well, uh, as they say in Supernatural, also, the scariest monsters are human. <laughs> uh, he was also in Violent Night, if you yeah. saw that. He played a Krampus in that, the main bad guy in the movie. Damn. Uh, the one that was running everything. Uh, he was in The Revenant. He was in Leprechaun Origins. He was also in 13 Eerie with Catherine Isabel. So a lot of these actors have worked with Catherine Isabel. And he was in Blood Rain, the Third Reich. And he was in an episode of Supernatural. So a lot of Supernatural people in this movie. Jesus. Uh, Lachlan Monroe plays Deputy Scott Stubbs. uh, Works for the local Springwood Popo. Just joined it. He's from a different area, so we don't know about Freddy. Um, you will know him again as the guy in scary movie who had the tiny penis and <laughs> got, you know, made fun of over it. He's also in totally killer. And I highly recommend that anybody out there listening, go watch that on Amazon prime because it is awesome. Uh, he was the dad of, uh, I want to say Betty on Riverdale and he was in white chicks. Uh, and I throw that out there just because he had that working relationship, uh, with the, what, what's their name? The, the brothers, the, the Damon or, uh, Wayne brothers. The Wayne brothers. Matt, okay. Damon, yeah. That's funny. He said the Damon. I was thinking the Damon brothers. I knew what you were saying. Well, I was thinking Damon Wayne and yeah. it just took me a second to make the connection. It's, it's late and it's uh, been a long day. Uh, Kyle Labine plays Bill Freeberg, the pothead and totally not Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, although he really is. Uh, I mean, this character, I, when I first watched the movie, I mean, I got over it because I knew he was in it, and I just let it roll over me. But this guy took me out of the movie the first time I watched it in the theater because I'm like, he is totally a ripoff of Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. And that, that's all he is. Uh, he was also in Halloween Halloween Resurrection, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, he probably helped uh, Buster Rhymes karate chop Michael Myers. Uh, he was the scary stories to tell in the dark and an episode of Supernatural. Of course. <laughs> I'm just not surprised anymore. Uh, it's like, if you haven't been in Supernatural and you're in these movies, it's like, who are you? Uh, Sharon Peters plays Mrs. Campbell. Uh, and that's a horrible name to have if you're in, in middle school. Just saying. Uh, she plays Lori's mother uh, for a split scene yes. uh, as she's being killed by uh, Freddie. Uh, Christopher Marquette plays Charlie Linderman, uh, who's kind of the geek who's in who's in love with Lori, but ends up almost making connection with Kelly Rowland's character Kia, kinda, you know. Anyways, almost doesn't uh, count. Kelly, yeah, Kelly Rowland's in the movie. Kiss Kia Watterson, uh, best friend of Lori. Uh, she is, of course, one of the members of Destiny's Child and a singer afterward in her own right. She's also in the horror movie Bad Hair. Uh, which is about some black woman's hair that grows out and starts killing people. Uh, uh. I'm serious. It's a thing. It's on Hulu, I believe. And she's in the curse of bridge hollow, which, um, doesn't that have one of the Wayan brothers in that? Like, uh, 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 Sean, no, not Sean Marlon Wayans is in that. I think, I don't know. I haven't I seen think it. So I think so. I think that's on Netflix. Um, and then finally, Paula Shaw plays Pamela Voorhees, Jason's mama, and she was, of course, on an episode of Supernatural. 
<laughs> I gotta go. Uh, 22 people die in this movie. Wow, respectable. I love it. Heather is impaled against a tree by Jason. Love it. Trey is stabbed a ton and folded in half by Jason, and I mean literally folded in half. Yes, I love that. Uh, Blake's dad's decapitated by Jason. Ugh. Blake is slashed off screen by Jason. Get the Catherine Isabel as Gib is impaled against the ground with a pipe by Jason as she is dreaming and almost killed by Freddie. Whoa. So she was oh, gonna yeah. die. She was gonna, she die, was gonna die either way. But, this was the uh, first one that was this the first one that disappeared in front of him. He was just about to get her and she just disappears. Yes. Oh, I loved pissed. it. That was yeah, I was loving that. That that got me real excited. Uh, glow stick guys impaled against Gib with a pipe by Jason because he walks up and asks the wrong question. What the fuck's going on? And then yeah. he gets taken out. Oh, he found out. Uh, some guy gets his head twisted around by Jason as he's standing next to Shaq, and you know, and uh, they make they make fun of Jason in that scene. They're like, well, "Who's this hillbilly trying to come?" And then he he fucks around and he finds out. Oh yeah. Uh, this kill is at the bottom of my list though because they it's CGI. Uh, the head twist looks ridiculous, yeah. and I don't like it. I agree with uh, you. It Shaq, looked real boring. It well, and it's so quick, and it 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 doesn't look good at all. Uh, Shaq is impaled with a flaming machete by Jason. And I loved it because Pretty it was good. still on fire. Yes. Uh, six different ra- ra- ravers are killed at the dance that they have in the cornfield by Jason. They just get macheted to death. Uh, Mark has his face slashed and then he's lit on fire by Freddy. Um, security guard is crushed to death by door by Jason as he's breaking into the, uh, hypnosil facility where well, I can't remember the name of that Institute, that yeah. at, but, uh, um, and then, uh, deputy Stubbs is electrocuted to death by Jason, uh, by guy with the tiny penis. Uh, Freeberg is cut in half with a machete by Jason, uh, as he is being possessed by Freddie. So technically Freddie dies, but he's inside Freeberg. So Freeberg. Yeah. Lives. Uh, Lori's mom is stabbed to death by Freddie, but that's like a flashback scene. She yeah. finally figures out that her father didn't do it. Uh, Charlie, the poor cucked, uh, you know, virgin, uh, is impaled against the shelf bracket and then he bleeds out. Uh, he tells, uh, Kia or Kelly Rowland that he is fine and to go get help. And of course he just bleeds to death yeah, while she's leaving. Yeah, he was. Ooh, that was a lot of blood. And it's like, what were you going to do? Like, you were basically just going to be a sitting duck, you know? Yeah. Uh, Kia is slashed with a machete and then flies against a tree whenever, you know, Jason smacks her. And she kind of deserves it because she's sitting there. I mean, I know she's trying to do a distraction to save her friend Lori, but, I mean, she's sitting there calling uh, Freddy everything, including the F-A-G word. Yeah. And uh, and then he just kind of, he smiles and he's like, uses his little, uh, you know, razor claw to like, Look behind you, you know, and then, you know, Jason finishes her off. And then Freddy Krueger has his arm with a glove torn off, and he has it shoved through his chest, and he has his head cut off with a machete. Yes, by the final girl. By the final girl, and that's how she becomes a final girl is that one scene. I want to talk about Kia's death real quick. Well, also, I want to say real quick, she killed the slasher that was most associated with her. So that's how, yeah. I mean, she's definitely a final girl in that sense. Oh, anyways, 100%. Uh, Kia with, okay, yeah, dumb for her to fucking, you know, taunt Freddie and everything. What did she think was going to happen? But 
I am, and I am glad she died because she was being a dumb hoe. But at the same time, I am a little bit upset that Jason didn't just fucking shove her out of the way to get to what he really wanted to get to because there have been multiple times that Jason has saved a hoe. He has done that, but uh, in this movie, he thought that his mother told him to kill all those kids, so yeah. he was still operating that on that true. command. Yes, and um, again, I am glad she died. She was being a dumb hoe. <laughs> uh, other taglines, the slicer, the dicer, and this time, they're not any nicer. I like that. Uh, Freddy versus Jason, place your bets. No. And then the Danish release just called it the final showdown in Danish, so there you go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Actually, there's quite a bit more. Evil confronts evil is what the French had on theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fight to the death. A fright to the death. A uh, fright to the death. I'm sorry. Uh, winner kills all. Okay. Evil will battle evil. Okay. Even even a killer has something to fear. I like it. When the son of a hundred maniacs battles an unstoppable killing machine, none will survive. I actually like that one quite a bit because that does yeah. combine. I mean it. It's a little bit long, but it, it combines both of their backstories. And then one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, Jason's at your door. I like that one a lot. <laughs> I like that one a lot. That that one's pretty good. Uh, quotes. Uh, Lori Campbell. Uh, hey, Gib. Uh, what are you doing? I thought you were going to quit. Uh, Gib, I only smoke when I drink now. And then Kia, but you're always drinking. And Gib's like, yeah, well, I'll work on that next, you know. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I don't think I put a synopsis in this at all, but, you know, uh, basically Freddie is in hell. He is trying to, uh, he's been forgotten by the pe- the kids in Springwood because uh, all the kids who did remember him or were dreaming about him, they put on hypnosil, uh, even to the point if they wouldn't stop dreaming that they were put in a medical-induced coma by the amount of hypnosil they were given. Yeah. So he, while he's in hell, he finds Jason uh, imitates Jason's mother, Pamela, inside of his dream, tells him that he has to go to Springfield and make those kids pay. So Jason is reborn with that in mind. He starts killing. Freddy starts taking uh, credit for it or trying to. And then Jason starts taking his kills, and so they have to fight each other. That's basically your movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, I love this the beginning. This is the Freddy Krueger at the beginning of the movie narrating. It's long, but I like it. Uh, my children, from the very beginning, it was the children who gave me my power. The Springwood Slasher, that's what they called me. My reign of terror was legendary. Dozens of children would fall by my blades. Then the parents of Springwood came for me, taking justice into their own hands. When I was alive, I might have been a little naughty, but after they killed me, I became something much, much worse. The stuff nightmares are made of. The children still feared me, and their fear gave me the power to invade their dreams, and that's when the fun really began, until they figured out a way to forget about me, to erase me completely. Being dead wasn't a problem, but being forgotten, now that's a bitch. I don't care. I, I can't come back if nobody remembers me. I can't come back if nobody's afraid. I had to search the bowels of hell, but I found someone, someone who make them remember. He may get the blood, but I'll get the glory, and the fear is my ticket home. <laughs> It was quite the monologue. Yeah, well, he and he's also doing all the skeezy stuff about licking yeah. the girl's picture and all that while he's saying it. And they are showing you scenes from the previous movie. Yes, which because, I like, that's, yeah. That's the reason that, that Noah rightly said that it's more of a 
Nightmare movie because New Line owned the rights to the old Nightmare movies and they could make it more about Freddy. Yeah. They didn't have the rights to show any of the older Jason stuff, so that's the reason it, his stuff does is done in like a dream sequence that's a remake in a sense. Okay, but New Line... Okay, so yeah, they can't use the old stuff. So they recreated a dream. Okay, that's good. Uh, obviously, they had rights to Jason, which is, you know... And Pamela. And Pamela. Obviously, because... But not um, Crystal Lake, or did they? Well, they had Crystal Lake because they used it in the movie. But the thing, what I'm saying is, they couldn't show like scenes from part one. Okay, two, got three, it. Yeah, know, any of the older ones. I figured that much. So since new, so since New Line owned Freddie, they did show like his real best hits, basically. Yeah, God, this was such a cool mashup. Also, this scene with you know um, Freddy Krueger, you know, narrating is so much. Um, passion behind it it just amplified as he went further on into it and the way that they did the camera work while it's cutting around showing little snippets of scenes showing him without the makeup smoking it, it was extremely well lit i mean yeah. it's kind of getting a review the way that it was filmed it, it was it was really well done uh mrs pamela Voorhees to jason Jason, my special, special boy, do you know what your gift is? No matter what they do to you, you cannot die. You can never die. You've just been sleeping, honey, but now the time has come to wake up. Mommy has something she wants you to do. I need you to go to Elm Street. The children have been very bad on Elm Street. Rise up, Jason. Your work isn't finished. Hear my voice and live again. Make them remember me, Jason. Make them remember what fear tastes like. And that's obviously... Freddie adding yes. that last part about the, the taste. Um, well, he's the whole thing, but I'm saying he yeah. embellished that. No, we get it. Um, I like this because this actually plays in the Jason goes to hell a little bit because it's implying that she r rose him from the grave to begin with, just yeah. like they, they said in Jason, you know, goes to hell. Uh, Freddy Krueger to Jason. Why won't you die? <laughs> uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh, how sweet. Rips the hockey mask off. Uh, you ugly little shit. Now there's a face only a mother could love as he holds <gasps> up uh, Pamela Voorhees. Like an asshole. <laughs> uh, Kia Watterson. Was that him? The guy you were talking about, Freddy Krueger? Lori Campbell. No, that wasn't the guy in my dream. That was somebody else. And Charlie Linderman. Who cares about some fucking dream guy, okay? That psycho in the hockey mask was real. And then Bill Freeberg, of course. Dude, that goalie was pissed about something. <laughs> Yeah, he was. Oh, this is this is classic Robert. Takia, how sweet. Dark meat. Dude, I fucking died. I <laughs> jumped out of my fucking skeleton. Oh, my God. And the kids had no idea what I was like. Oh, you know, and they're like, what? And I was like, he said dark meat. And they're thinking, yeah, OK. And they right over their heads. <laughs> uh freddy krueger to Lori. now this scene is gross and it does play back in the freddy's like nastiness oh, he's yeah. always done especially with the final girl welcome to my world and he's saying this to Lori again welcome to my world bitch i should warn you princess the first time tends to get a little messy as he's like rolling his claws up between her legs yeah <laughs> oh so I, I, oh he's so slimy he really yes. is uh, Lori Campbell and Jason's nightmare while young Jason is drowning Crystal Lake. Aren't you going to help the kid? 
the male counselor having sex with female counselor. Can't you see that I'm busy here? And then Lori's like, you mean you're not coming? And then Freddie, the counselor, turns into Freddie at that point, and he's having sex with a dead girl's body. It's not my fault this bitch is dead on her feet. (laughs) Fuck, dude. He's so slimy in this fucking thing. Uh, And then, of course, uh, Freddie to Lori, I've always had one thing. I've always had a thing for the whores that live in this house because she lives in Nancy's house. Yes. Oh, my God. And then uh, Freddy Krueger to Jason, welcome to my nightmare, you know. I think you're going to like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The timeline. This takes place on June 13th, uh, Friday, June 13th in 2003. Uh, I've already said kind of the whole thing about using the bodies or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, actually, this goes back to Jason goes to hell, actually. He, he did all that stuff, dies, and he's drugging to hell. Saturday, June 14, 23, I mean, all this leads up there anyways. All this in 2003 happens. In September of that same year is whenever uh, Freddie brings him back. So it's actually the same year that Jason goes yeah. to hell, just like later in the fall. Uh, which is, is is kind of a cool twist they that they linked to them that way. Uh, so visually, this movie is one of the best looking. I, it's probably one. I mean, I I don't I, well. I mean, I like some of the stuff that West did with the the nightmare movies. Yeah, but it's probably the slickest looking that either series ever had. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, it, granted, we are. I mean, what year did this one come out? 2003. I want to say, yeah. Okay, so it's it's actually the year that it comes out, which is insane, because it's like we finally caught up to our timeline. We, we finally yeah. were in the right time now. So everything fits, the time era, the clothing, the style of everyone, etc. Looks good, but this is a classic New Line Cinema film in terms of one of the newer films that actually look good. Yeah, and it has a very hard rock uh, soundtrack to it. I mean, it's got like Seether, and uh, um, I think it's got um, uh, Typo Negative. It's got like several different bands on yeah. there, like very, very. So, yeah, uh, pretty cool. Um, and not only that, but like even if we go back to Jason X, um, New Line Cinema. In the 2000s, they really just came through with the quality of their cameras, basically, or whatever film. However they were filming, it was just a lot more. The the clarity was good. The lighting was good. um, A little bit more clear. Yeah. It was even slicker in this, though. I mean, like, there are scenes, uh, like night scenes, the way they're lit and the way that the the light, the definition between the light and the dark that are, uh, I'm fantastic. I mean. Yeah. And... Freddie looks great. I mean, the makeup looks great on Robert. Yes. They did a great job on that. Uh, Jason, uh, they went back to the undead look for him because yes. instead of him having just the, the living mongoloid head that he's had, uh, they had Jason Goes to Hell and then Jason X, he has the blackened, like, skin, yes. you know, on, like where it's rotted or whatever again, you know, underneath the mask. Yeah. Um, I, I will tell you one thing that I did not like visually, and you you may disagree with me. And you know, your girl loves gore. Your girl over here loves gore. It's one of my things. But I thought there were some things that were a little exaggerated. Uh, Freddie and Jason squ- spraying blood out of each other. I did not like that. I did because of the campiness of it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, 
And it and it reminds me of Evil Dead. Okay. Uh, because that's every time anything happens to Ash, it's like just fountains so of So dramatic, black, yeah. You know. And I guess this is supposed to be dramatic because at the same time, you never know if they're dreaming or what the situation is. Um, uh, I, I will agree with you on one thing, though. They, you, they, There's a lot of kills in this movie that are backed up by CGI and they don't look as good because of yeah. it. They're, they're not practical. And like that head snap or twist mm-hmm. around that I was talking about, one of the worst looking kills in the entire series. Yeah, it and it's is. like you have the ability at this time, they had the ability to make that look so much better. And it's like they just didn't give it the time, the quality of time that it deserved. Like, I mean, this is a simple thing, but like whenever they had a uh, Charlie, or I think that's his name, the, the nerd, like dying from bleeding out, like that blood that's running out, I mean, it, it, it it's so thick and like the way that's running it, it looks realistic like that. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit queasy, you know, and yeah. like the way that it, that, I mean, and, and he was bleeding out. Like, I mean, yeah. but and it, I it thought that looked good. Better. Yes. I yeah. liked that way better than I liked the sprain. Now, granted, we are talking about two undead characters that probably don't even really have blood flowing through them for being honest, but you know, I don't know. I was just like, I thought that that kid dying at the tree, I thought that was a really good one. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. So the the uh, when Lachlan Monroe like gets uh, electrocuted, like the burns on his face look pretty good. But some of the arcs like leading up to that that were CGI induced, they looked a little off. You know, yeah, um, is what it is. You can't. I mean, but like, it it's visually it's one of the best looking in the series. It really is. Yeah, uh, story. I actually enjoyed the story a lot in this, this movie. This story couldn't have been any more better i there is nothing about this story i would have reimagined you know going after the kids having freddie having jason go after the kids jason already goes after the kids so it was it was a no-brainer literally jason doesn't really have a brain so you know ah, he's got hunting skills you know he's got something going on in there uh just in to help freddie come back to life only to cause them to get into a, a fight with each other there's no better can you think of anything better they could have even added to this to make it even more than it would already was maybe one or two more scenes of them fighting that's oh about it. oh yeah that's, i we would have everyone would have liked more it more it gore. didn't need it didn't need a ton more because if it did it would have been overkill you'd have got bored of it yes. at a certain point but it needed a couple more maybe may, at least one one or know. two i agree one or two and but i do have to say the the scenes especially at the end when they were really going at it the quality of how they were being like caught up in things that helped them gain the advantage of the other one. I was like, wow, the amount of thought that was put into it, which is what we needed because you can't make this movie a flop. I don't care how many people go to the theater and spend, you know, money in droves. Cause they're like, we've been waiting for this ever since we've seen these films. The first of the films, it, you still can't make a shitty movie. No, you can't. I mean, especially uh, this is the one that they had to bank on. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, the reason I like it story wise is because it ties in so much. Like oh, yeah. if you're watching the, the, the Freddie side of it, it, it retcons, it does away with Freddie's dead, which everybody agrees is probably the worst movie in the series just because of how goofy it is. The story about how he took everybody out and all that stuff. And, and Springwood, this basically, uh, if you it could either cut off at three, four, or five, 
but along that line somewhere after Nancy and that doctor that she hooked up with that older doctor that was in the, the that was uh, treating the kids, the psychologist, mm-hmm. he, he, ex- he was the one that told them about hypnosil. So they linked that back to that movie. So anytime after that, and it could have been either any of the movies that you like, you know, four or five or whatever, after that, it, it goes back to that continuity. It goes straight from that, and it's it's like the people of the town figured out a way to forget about him in order to depower him, which is, if you remember, uh, what Peter Jackson was going to do with the original Freddy's Dead. He was going to have Jason, I mean, Freddy, be a fig, an old, like, uh, he weak in the dreams, which is what they did in this movie. He was weak, in it, and the kids actually beat him up, uh, because he he had like you know uh, they had like basically forgotten their fear of him yeah and and it, it kind of plays into that a little bit I like that they did that um, the Jason part of it too it's like they they tie in the fact that you know the Pamela still you know it kind of links back to that whole thing about how she might have used the Necronomicon to you know summon him back because she her word can actually bring him back to do the revenge. Uh, you get to see him as a child again being, uh, you know, drowned by Freddy in this one, uh, kind of tying into his fear, you know, of, of drowning and all that. So it felt authentic on that side of it. So I, I kind of liked what they did with all that. And then the kids, which I originally didn't like in the movie when I first watched it, because I was like, who cares about having humans in this whenever the two slashers are there? I actually grew to like, I mean, especially Lori and like, I mean, and then uh, Jason Ritter's character, he, he was kind of a wet blanket, but I mean, like he was, there was enough there to where I cared about them, you know, surviving to the end. So yeah. I, I liked, I liked their story on that. Yeah. A few of them grew on me. So I, I have to agree. Some of them I was like, good, go, be gone with you. But you know, the one kid that, uh, escaped the mental institution with Jason Ritter that talked about how his, he saw his brother die from Freddie. Yeah. He did a really good job in this movie. I like, think so. A yeah. Good job. Absolutely. Uh, and that goes into the acting, of course. Jason Ritter's probably the, I mean, well, outside of Freeburg, because Freeburg's just a straight ripoff of, you know, Jay Muse or whatever. But uh, uh, Jason Ritter's kind of just like, I mean, he he's blah as far as his acting in this. Uh, the the final girl that does Lori, though, she's pretty good. I yeah. mean, for, you know, uh, does her part well. Kelly Rowland didn't. I mean, like, she was annoying as fuck, but, like, she didn't really, uh, she didn't, I didn't feel like she was a bad actress in this movie necessarily. No, it just kind of got a little dumb at the end when she was challenging Freddie. It's like, bitch, you could have ran, you know, <laughs> and kind of lured him away, or at least, you know, I don't know. Uh, that part annoyed me, but whatever. That's besides the point. Um, You know, even the final girl... For a minute, she she had a dumb moment, too, in the film. I don't understand the whole, oh, I got to go back and save her, you know, when she was going to try to save Kia. And he's like, you can't fucking save her. And then she made a point, no, I need to see him die, which was, you know, Freddy Krueger. 100%. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Okay, yes, I understand you wanting to see it through to the end, but it's still a dangerous game you're playing. Oh, and by the way, in that alternate ending where she was uh, getting busy with Jason Ritter and then he turns into Freddy, she, uh, they're, they're, you know, messing around and then she stops for a second and she tells him that she's, uh, she still thinks about it and how she's, uh, she felt sorry for Jason. And I, I like that little bit of a touch because yes. they do make Jason very sympathetic in this movie. They do. Uh, you know, uh, versus, 
And that's the reason I wouldn't include it in this side versus, you know, the Freddy side because Freddy is the villain in this movie. He, oh, he just yes. flat out is. Absolutely. He is using this other being, you know, which just like in, in Jason X, they were they were going to use him because of his regenerative abilities. They're, they're using him, you know? I mean, Jason will, he will, I mean, if he's dead set on killing you, he, he won't stop until he does. Yeah. But they do a pretty good job of if you don't fuck around and get in his area, then you don't have to worry about him because yes. he won't, he won't come for you for any other reason. Well, uh, as in we see in one more movie, we just want to be left alone. And so does he. Yes. Just leave him be. And the and the, by the way, the makers of the remake they 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 understood the assignment. I'll just say that yeah. you know up front. Uh, but anyways, going back to this movie, um, yeah, yeah. the uh, Jason Ritter is the only one that really hit me as bad. I mean, they had some stock characters in the movie like Shaq or whatever. Yeah. You know, he he's Jack Black just made over as a younger person. Like I mean, but uh, Catherine Isabel for the short amount of time she's in the movie does a, a pretty decent job. Uh, the, uh, you know, the, the nerdy kid, he does a pretty good job with his character. I liked him. He was a good actor. Yeah. The, the living, the, the humans in the movie were good. And of course, I mean, Robert England, I mean, he's acting his ass off. I mean, it's, it's great. Yes. He's given Uh, it his all. I do want to say, cause we, we've been saying nonstop that this was a Freddy movie and it was a Freddy movie, but Man, does Jason get the kills in this film? He get yeah. Uh, Freddie only gets one kill in the entire movie, I think, and that's literally the only kill that he gets. Yeah. And then Jason ends up getting all the rest of them. Pretty um, much, he, yeah. Which is it's nice because it's like they're 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 sharing, you know. <laughs> Don't you feel that well, way? Fred- Freddie doesn't want to share. And Freddie doesn't want to share. I know. And he's acting, honestly, he's acting like a brat in this movie, which is hilarious. Um, uh, let's just get into trivia and then we can kind of discuss a little bit more, the movie a little bit more in the, the awards. Uh, the final, this is the final film in which Robert England plays the role of Freddie, as mm-hmm. we've said. Uh, James Wan was originally going to direct this film, but was already committed to directing Saw from 2004 and was too busy with other film projects. Okay, well, we can't be upset with that because Saw 2004, amazing. Uh, also, this film was amazing. So, we all win. Yeah, it's uh, unlike if Freddie and Jason fight, then we all lose. So, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's that. Uh, 17 scripts were submitted, which eventually turned into one script. The producers decided for some time to go ahead with this script, but changed their minds as they would not agree with the ideas proposed. Eventually, in 2001, uh, Damien Shannon and Mark Swift came in and created their own script, which the producers felt were much closer to Freddie and Jason backstories. Uh, most of the earlier scripts dealt with cults that were attempting to oh. resurrect Freddie and Jason to come back and fight. Again, I, I said it earlier. I mean, I agree with them 100%. They, you, it really ties into the backstories of the yeah. characters really well. They did, a, they did a good job. They really thought about this. Uh, while several journalists and television hosts have tried to embarrass Kelly Rowland over her role in this film, she has always responded by saying that this film was a hit and that she enjoyed making it, and therefore there's nothing to be ashamed of. Girl, speak it, because regardless, you had you had a job to do, you did it, and you're right, this film was a fucking hit, and she was... I, you have to be proud to be a part of that, no matter what people thought about your character. I don't give a damn. I was in this movie, and you weren't, you know? 
I, I respect that a lot more than some of the, like, you know, somebody like Jamie Lee Curtis, not that she's ever shit upon Halloween, mm -hmm. but you know, they always get out there and they're like, well, I just don't like scary movies. And yeah. they kind of poo poo, you know, the fact that they were in one that's, that's some bullshit, you know? Um, Betsy Palmer, who played Jason's mother in the original Friday the 13th in 1980 was asked again to reprise the role, uh, as Mrs. Voorhees, but turned it down because she felt the role was too small. Not the pay was bad this time, but the role was too small. Betsy, what did you think was gonna? What? I don't understand. She lost so many fucking opportunities. <laughs> I do, I think she just doesn't like the character, uh, and she does, but she doesn't want to tell horror fans that because that's some good cash when you go to the convention. So is being in the films and showing people you're still alive. Uh, the, the horror fans from the first movie will still give her the money that, but uh, she, and then that way she doesn't have to sully herself by being in another horrible film. You know, I don't think Benny uh, likes her as a killer. I wonder if like, I'd be like, Hey, did you want to go take a picture with Jason's mom? He'd be like, nah, <laughs> I'm most Jason fans don't. The, the first one is always toward the bottom of the list just yeah. because I mean it, it did its job in establishing the series, so you can respect it for that, but it is one of the worst. It really is. Do you think Ari, um, Ari, Le, Ari Lemon, is that how you pronounce it? Do you think he's fucking, like, making a ton of cash off of his first role as Jason? I swear he tries to take that crown. He always pushes that out there, and, yes, he, he milks that for everything it's fucking worth. It's it's kind of sickening to, to see how yeah. much he goes into that. Was he ever in anything else? I think we talked about it a little bit. We did, but it wasn't nothing. It yeah. wasn't anything major. So okay. Uh, of course, Kane Hodder, who portrayed Jason in the previous four films uh, of the featuring character, has was keen on reprising his role and had even been given a copy of the final script. However, uh, he w uh, Jason was subsequently recast with Hodder claiming that he had been kept out of the loop and, and as to why. The decision caused backlash from some of the Friday the 13th Jason fans. Ronnie, you explained that while Hodder was fantastic in the role, he chose Ken Kurzinger for the role as Kurzinger was slightly taller and broader than Hodder, uh, thus giving more contrast with a much shorter Robert England as Freddy. And because he wanted a slightly different take on the character, he felt that Hodder was somewhat too aggressive, whereas he wanted Jason to be slower, smoother, and more deliberate in how he was portrayed. Uh, which, again, is C.J. Graham's version of it. But anyways, uh, yeah. you would later claim that it was a studio decision uh, and that he would have cast Hodder if New Light and wanted him. That's, that's backpedaling. That's yeah, bullshit. Yeah, it is. Uh, <clears throat> Hodder was disappointed and angry with the decision, but he holds no grudge against Kurzinger because uh, he'd worked with him before, uh, again, as the stunt double you know, in the eighth film. Uh, and for reference, there's only three inches difference between the two of them as far as height. I don't uh, feel like Kurzinger is broader than Hodder. He, 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 if he is, his extra height makes him look slimmer. Thank you. I was going to say that. It's the height that really kind of maybe just brings it in. And Hodder, you need someone. And it's it's ridiculous to stay, say stockier because that kind of goes with shorter. He is shorter but we're not talking about the difference between fucking Jensen Ackles and fucking, you know, <laughs> Jared Padalecki. Yeah. We are talking about literally just a couple of inches. And I don't, again, I don't want to shit on Kurzinger cause he's still a good enough Jason, but this, this hotter was meant for this role, especially because it was supposed to happen while he was Jason. Uh, 
ev- for every movie that he was Jason, it was supposed to have that happened. Is true. We've said that numerous times. Yeah, he is uh, Jason Voorhees. And how much does it hurt that he didn't get to act alongside uh, Robert England? And I wonder if Robert England has anything to say about it. Yeah, I feel like the two of them would really probably wanted to have a film together. And, yeah. and also, I mean, if you, Ronnie, you would have stuck with his uh, with his guns and said, okay, I wanted, I didn't like, you know, how he portrayed him. He, he was a little too aggressive. That makes sense to me because Kurzinger, like I said, is has got more like a it's almost like a childlike innocence in the movie. Yeah, uh, when he even when he's killing, it's not the same. Um, I don't that I mean I don't know what it would have been like if Hodder had been there and he would have been just like just slashing like he does. But you know, it, Hodder it is, is like Tom deal. Petty; he won't back down. So he's gonna he's gonna Stand portray him. you know, Stand. and then he's gonna tell fucking Robert how he thinks Robert should do. <laughs> Stand him up at the gates of hell. Yeah, uh, he won't back down. Uh, by the way, do you know who portrayed Freddy uh, in the end scene of uh, uh, Jason Goes to Hell? Oh, Kane Hodder. Ah! <laughs> he wore the glove that retrieved the mask. That's so funny. So Kane Hodder technically was Freddy for one movie. Oh, this is sad. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> Uh, Robert England was excited to cast him Catherine Isabel as Gibb as he was a big fan of her cult film Ginger Snaps from 2000, a Canadian werewolf movie. I'm sure he was. That It's actually a pretty, I mean, oh, I, no, like I know, it. I think yeah. it's a pretty good little film. I'm just imagining uh, that he thought she was a little haughty, you know? Well, I mean, and when she grew up a little bit in American Mary, she really did. But, yeah. Uh, uh, a sequel was planned but never materialized. Uh, Wildstorm published a six-issue comic series in late 2000s, in late 2007, early 2008. This added Evil Dead's Ash Williams to the mix. Hmm, that could, that could be real fun. Uh, I'm sure that the what he was doing in the movie was trying to send, uh, since Jason is technically a altered deadite, he was probably trying to use the Necronomicon to send Jason back okay. while trying to deal with Freddy at the same time. Yeah, because Ash, is, oh, I don't know, Ash doesn't really get any sleep in his films. I don't know. No, he really don't. He doesn't, yeah. He, gets not, he does get knocked out a few times, though, so maybe while he was knocked out, yeah. then Freddy would have moved in. yeah. Uh, in several early drafts of the script, two twists were considered that would have con- uh, connected the past of Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. One considered twist was that Freddy either raped <gasps> or had consensual sex with Jason's mother and as a result okay. had unknowingly fathered Jason. Okay. Uh, another twist considered was that Freddy had worked at Camp Crystal Lake in the past and had either molested Jason as a child or was somehow connected to his drowning being a child murderer and a potential sexual offender, thus giving Jason a motivation to track down and kill Freddy. Both ideas were eventually dropped as producers felt they were too contrived and way too dark for the film. Uh, that whole thing about him molesting Jason, that is fucking, that's oh up. man, that's dark. Um, the dad <laughs> part would have been kind of funny, but then you have to imagine fucking Freddy Krueger fucking Mrs. Voorhees, you know? So you're my special bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you're my special boy. <laughs> special, special boy. <laughs> uh, according to director Ronnie Yu, the special effects team used 300 gallons of fake blood for the movie. We can fucking tell. <laughs> New Line Cinema first attempted to make this film several times in the late 80s when they tried to team up with Paramount Pictures, but there was never an agreement made. Uh, there was plans discussed as early as 1987. Damn. Uh, 
And, of course, we talked about how that fell apart uh, because at that time, Paramount wanted to split distributions of the movie as they would release the film for the United States while New Line would get that international release. But the reality was Paramount wanted most of the success uh, of Freddy due to the Nightmare movies making more money than their films were at the time. Uh, New Line felt that was an unfair deal and backed out. Good for them. Um, And how did that work out for you, fucking Paramount? You ended up selling the fucking series anyways. Uh, that is kind of a shitty move. It's like Paramount's like, you know, these movies ain't getting the same money they used to. New Line's getting a hell of bank on this. Let's uh, let's uh, get the American, you know, proceeds from this, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, that's a shit move. Uh, during test and advanced screenings, the ending was not added to the film. Instead, the following text appeared on August 15, 2003. Uh, see the final 60 seconds and see who has survived and what is left of them. This is a direct reference to the tagline for the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, from 1974, which is who will survive and what will be left of them. Okay. Uh, Catherine Isbell was quite upset with Ronnie Yu when she learned that by accepting the role of Gibbs, something you suggested, uh, she was expected to do a nude shower scene. Uh, she refused to do so. Therefore, Tommy Morris replaced her as a body double for the scene. There was great friction between Isabel and you for the rest of the shoot because of this incident. Yeah, that's not cool. I mean, if well, that was back then, and now there, I'm sure there's a little bit more transparency with this. Um, you know, an actress should be able to give consent, and she should be, you know, you need to know what's required of the job before you accept it. In any, no matter what your job is, whether you're acting, whether you're doing accounting, whether you're fucking customer service, you need to know what is involved with it. Yeah, and I, it's this makes like the third movie in a row where the the director tried to get him yeah. to do. At least he didn't. At least he didn't try to wear her down like the two yeah. previous ones. He found did. somebody that was willing to do it, and you know what? Good for him because he do, in his film that he's directing, he does have the right to have a naked character in his film. And if it's not going to be the actress that wants to do it, hey, I got this whore over here that's even cheaper than you that'll do it. Yep, I mean and that that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, Catherine Isbell is always shown wearing a red baseball hat in the movie. This is a reference to Carrie, uh, where PJ Soul's character always wore a red, a red baseball cap. Isbell appeared in Carrie in 2002 TV film, as I said. Cool. So that's kind of a, like a little, you know, intertwining there. Uh, the kids go to Weston Hills to look for the experimental drug Hypnoseal. Uh, that was the drug that Neil Gordon, uh, as I discussed, uh, discovered uh, was being taken by Nancy Thompson uh, whenever they first met in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Uh, Nancy was also the one who suggested Weston Hills prescribe Hypnoseal to the patients. Wow. So, like I said, I love that tie-in between the two movies. Uh, Peter Jackson, Rob Zombie, Louis Abernathy, Rob Botin, Mark A.Z. DePay, and Guillermo del Toro were all considered direct during the 90s. Wow. Um, A Rob Zombie version of this I would not have liked. I just know for a fact I wouldn't have. Guillermo del Toro, now that could have been fucking cool. And Peter Jackson already came up with an idea similar to this, so I think they kind of stole his idea anyways. <laughs> because, I mean, that's what his Freddy dead was, uh, Freddy's dead is going to be, was that, you know, Freddy was being forgotten. Uh, Rob Zombie was offered to direct, but turned it down to work on his pet project, House of a Thousand Corpses, in the same year. That might have been that might have been a good decision for him because that that's pretty popular for uh, I mean as one of his movies, and that's more in his wheelhouse because it's got that you know uh, psycho Billy you know aesthetic that he likes to go for in all yeah. of them. 
According to Robert England, his Freddie makeup was so thick that he couldn't tell how hot it was from the fires during filming. <gasps> when he got uh, when he got in to have his makeup removed, it had bonded itself to its to his face. Oh no! Uh, I do remember him on the uh, behind the scenes talking about that makeup and how it actually was a good thing in the area that when they were filming at Crystal Lake, quote unquote, it was cold outside and it was actually it, it, even his ears felt warm because of the makeup. Damn, so he, he was pretty happy with Lucky. that. Lucky. Uh, the two stunt performers who doubled for Monica Kena and Jason Ritter melted their wigs because of the high heat of the fire on set. Damn! Ken Kersinger got the part of Jason when he went to New Line Cinema for an interview for the stunt coordinating job. Uh, the producers noticed his physical looks and asked him to audition for the role of Jason. So he went in to become stunt coordinator for the place, and then they were like, fuck Kane Hodder, we're going with this guy, That's basically. fucked up. I wonder I wonder if his pay was less than Kane Hodder's, because at this point, Kane was a hot commodity, you know? And they're just like, oh, this will help our budget. I mean, it, he, he he's definitely big and stocky like Jason, so he definitely fit the part, you know? It's just, that's... When you already have something so good, they're worth the money. You would think so, yeah. but I mean... Companies, they always try to cut corners somehow. And also, can you imagine going in and you're looking for a different position and they're like, actually, we want you to be literally one of the stars of this because there's two stars. It's Freddie and Jason. Uh, You're going to be alongside fucking Robert England. (laughs) You're going to play the lead role of Jason Voorhees. My audition would have been me shitting my pants. I hope that's part of the film because I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> I just imagine Robert Englund as Freddie. Smells like someone shit their pants, bitch. That's what happened. <laughs> uh, according to Kane Hodder, C.J. Graham, uh, who played Jason in part six, had a chance to reprise his role for the film after his agent suggested it to him. He declined the chances he was good friends with Kane Hodder and felt the film's producer were treating him unfairly by recasting the character. So there you go. Yes. You can sit there and poo-poo me about my C.J. Graham, but that's a, that's a good that's a fucking good, friend right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good friend right there. And uh, it would have been cool if actually he had reprised his role. And I'm sure Kane Hodder would actually have supported that. I think he would have, but I mean, I, and but that's good that they uh, got you know got that lined out. And by the way, uh, end of Roseblood, uh, 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 Park Lincoln and Nick Spirit or and the guy uh, Spiritos or whatever that played Nick, he they actually have a kissing scene, so they at least got over their hatred. Oh, okay. Thirty years down the line, or yeah. however long it's been, to have that scene together. Uh, at around 19 minutes, the goat scene in Blake's early nightmare sequence is a reference to Tina's nightmare involving a goat in a nightmare on M Street from 1984. Yep. So that's a pretty cool reference. Uh, hour at around one hour and 10 minutes, when Lori is sedated uh, so she can bring Freddie out of Jason's dream, she mutters the limerick, Now I lay me down to sleep. This line was used by Nancy in, in the 1984 original when she entered her own. Uh, uh, in her own dream to face off of Freddie for the final time. So they kind of looped that back yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. When the original script proved to be too long, the characters of Tommy Jarvis and Jenny were eliminated. Uh, Jarvis was to have been played by Jason Bateman and Jenny by Catherine Isabel. Ooh. The producers felt Isabel had the markings of Scream Queen with a horror-loaded resume, so part of her, her part was switched with Laurie Lee Smith so that uh, Catherine Isabel became Gibb. Uh, and then Laurie Lee Smith became Jenny, who unfortunately was no longer in the script. Yeah, I'm uh, glad they took out Jarvis because no, Jason Bateman as Tommy Jarvis. I'm no, 
There's only one. <laughs> Which one is it for you, then? Who's the Tommy, Tommy Jarvis for you? In part six, the final to- the, the the Tommy Jarvis. That's it. Tom Matthews. Okay, good, because he's the one that's in all the fan films now. He's I, in that's all the I fan like. films. He's in the video game. It's the Tommy Jarvis. There is no other. He's the Highlander. <laughs> there can only be one. Uh, it would have been interesting to see Jason Bateman, but I think he would have tried... Even when Jason Bateman doesn't want to introduce humor into a role, yeah. there's something about him that comes off as humor. It's his face. Most, yeah. It, well, he just, he's such a good, like, straight man to, like, you know, reacting to stuff. Like, Jason would have killed somebody, and then Jason Bateman would have looked off the side and, well, and said something like, well, that's not good, or something, and it yeah. would have been like, you know. Um, Catherine Isabel playing Jenny would have been interesting. But, yeah. Um, uh, by the way, uh, that Vengeance movie that I was mentioning, they actually have the descendants of like several characters from parts two, three, and four in the movie besides Tommy Jarvis's daughter in it. Okay, that's kind of cool. Uh, although Ken Kurzinger, uh was, uh, let me go, go back a little bit. In one early draft of the script, Jason Voorhees had been captured and restrained by authorities and would spend much of the film on trial for his countless murders. The defense lawyer would have been the lead character. That's the one I was telling you about. I don't, I wouldn't have liked that one. Yeah, that would have been dumb. What, what are they going to do? How is he going to fucking defend himself? Is he going to go on the stand? <sighs> I- yeah, and then you would have had Freddy trying to come through and use his body to kill. I don't know. I, I don't like that idea. Yeah, and not Although only that, ki- what, like, okay, so, like, hold on. No, we don't get to move on from this. We are on this now, and no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, like, what was her defense going to be? That he is delayed and he's not mentally stable? I think they were trying to use the defense that uh, he... Yeah, something about he wasn't in his right mind, and that it was the the trauma that he experienced as a child. I don't know. It was something that okay. big. Although Ken Kersinger was chosen to play Jason, many reshoots were made late in production, and Ken was not available for work. The producers used their next choice for Jason, Douglas Tate. The most notable scene shot with Mr. Tate is the very last scene of the movie just before the credits. So Ken Kersinger's not even in the entire movie. Yeah, there fuck you off, Ken. You know what? This would have never happened with Kane. <laughs> Uh, except for the scene where they make him like he, he can't be hit by a car. So then they make Ken cursing and replace him, you know, yeah. but, um, the opening of the film uses plenty of flashback footage from previous nightmare films, but none from Friday the 13th because new line did not have the legal right to use them. Uh, cause they were still owned by Paramount. Yeah. Uh, the ending, Freddy's Wink, was Robert Shea's idea. Throughout the movie production, no one could decide who should win, Freddy or Jason, nor what to do with the remaining human characters at the end. Yeah. In the documentary Never Sleep Again, the Elm Street Legacy, screenwriter Mark Swift revealed Kia's original final stand involved her uh, telling Jason she wasn't afraid of him anymore in the way that Nancy stood up to Freddy at the end of the Nightmare on Elm Street, not realizing this would have no effect on him. And then Freddie taunting her by saying, wrong one, bitch, oh, before killing her. Oh, that would have been a million times better. It would have, it would have been better. I like that. Uh, Death Holler Awards. Lori Campbell. She She's a she's a good final girl. She, she comes through. She lives up to the name. Yeah, she comes through. I wasn't, I wasn't sold on her for most of the film, honestly. I didn't like some of the decisions she was making, but she really grew on me. And I, and I've not had that yet. Usually the final girl, I'm pretty solid. Like, Oh sweet. This is it. You know? And I wasn't with her and I didn't think I was going to make it. And I did. Uh, slasher. You have Jason and Freddie, but mostly Jason in this movie. Yes. Uh, Freddie, 
Robert always knocks it out of the park. Yeah. That's the reason a lot of people are hesitant to see anybody else in the role. Uh, Jason, Kane would have been better. He would have. Yeah. But you know what? Like I said, I it's, don't want to shit on Ken. It's not that he didn't do a good job or a great yeah. job. Uh, let's fill this out here. Best kill. Uh, hmm. I don't know what I would pick as the best kill in this movie. Maybe. I, what? Uh, well, probably the way Freddy dies because having yes. his glove shoved through his chest was pretty damn oh, good. Oh, you read my mind. I was going to say for me, it's and, and I didn't know that we should pick slashers because I don't preferably like to i like to kind of pick the kids dying but in this particular case freddie getting killed with his own hand that's fucked up it's pretty good yeah uh, best scream who who had a good scream in this movie i guess maybe Lori did the yeah. final girl i mean because she saw her mom getting uh she screamed pretty well in that scene where yeah. her mom's getting killed by uh, freddie it's Lori. uh yeah so it had to be her best side character i'm definitely not giving it to uh, dollar store Jay Muse, so yeah. that's not him. Mm -mm. Um, I best side character to me is the Doom Prophet Mark Davis because he that actor knocked it out of the fucking park for that character. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, uh, I think he, he might did. Not be, he might not be the fun character in the movie, but he's the character that had like I mean, he brought more like tension to the movie when he was in when the scenes that he yeah. was in. Uh, Franklin Award Kia. Yes. Uh, she she's annoying as fuck. Uh, how annoying is the Doom Prophet? Mark Davis is not annoying. He's he's actually kind of scary as the Doom Prophet. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the point. And then the dumbest moment. Uh, you've already kind of said that you think that Lori trying to go after Kia, but I don't know if that would exactly be the dumbest. Yeah. I think that I think that uh, well, it'd have to be fucking uh, Freeberg. It'd have to be Jay Muse knockoff. Uh, smoking uh, the the biggest blunt that he can possibly find right whenever they're being targeted by both Freddie and Jason, and they're in the hypnosil facility, and they're supposed to be finding the hypnosil. So yeah, that was <laughs> what I didn't understand that scene, but I did think it was hilarious, and I did like the uh, I did like the little animated fucking thing that crawled in with him. That was that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was so typical, like Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, the yeah, the thing that came in there was the worm. It was supposed yes. to be it was a Freddy. It was the Freddy representation of the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. Yes, yes, him. So yeah, no, I I, I dug it. Uh, it, this movie. I mean, before we move on, because uh, this does end officially the Friday the Thirteenth and the Nightmare on Elm Street official lines. Um, it's a pretty damn good movie. Yes. Um. I didn't like it as much when I first saw it. Thought there was a little too much human activity in the movie, but going back and rewatching it, I, I really dig this movie. I really like it a lot. Yeah, this is my first time watching it. Um, shame on me for not having seen it sooner. But you got to remember, folks. I for what I haven't seen or what I didn't want to watch when I was younger, I am saving myself literally for this podcast. I'm doing it just for you. Uh, so you're welcome. First thing. Second, uh, you know I'm. I'm glad I was able to see it as an adult. And not only as an adult, I was, I'm glad I got to see it as an unofficial movie reviewer. Because I don't know. I don't take the movie reviewing too seriously, clearly. Uh, well, so you, I, you can't be too serious mm -hmm. with horror movies, in particular slashers, because if you want to get douchey yes. about them... They're they're all pretty poor in story. The they're, they're the same thing every time. It but 
horror fans know what they're getting into and they know what to look for to yeah. have fun with it, and that's what we focus on. Well, yeah, and it, you're just not going to have a good time. But you know what? This whole film was a good time. I agree with you on the teens. I was over them. I was like, fuck, can we please just get to the action? But just much like Jason, not Jason X, but much like, you know, Jason takes, no, not Manhattan. Uh, which one am I thinking of? Where it took forever, J- part nine? Uh, where part he, nine is the one where there's hardly any Kane yeah, Harder in it. Exactly, yes. and it, it, you know the, the you know him being gone it made the heart grow fonder because he showed up and you're like hooray! So when the you know the guys finally are on screen together, you're like yes, it's happening, guys, it's happening. You know, <laughs> I don't know this movie overall. Oh, no complaints from beginning to end. It was, in my opinion, perfection. Yeah. It, this is a rewatch on so many levels. Uh, the uh, And I didn't give best boobs because that, that is the way you review a slasher movie is, is boobs. It would have to be that camp counselor at the beginning of yeah. the movie because Wet she shirt. goes topless to go skinny dipping, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – I, I, I love this way more than I thought mm-hmm. I would. It actually – of the back half of these, if it wasn't for the one we're getting ready to review, it would be my top one of this last set. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but moving into that. You ready to go? Let's do this. Let's do it. Previously on Supernatural. <laughs> Previously on Supernatural. Previously on Supernatural. Sammy! Sam! Sammy! Sam! I do not like Jensen Ackles. At all. I do not like him. I don't like him. You don't? I don't. And I have not since Supernatural. I never really had empathy for Dean Winchester too much. Um, well, obviously, Dean, Dean Winchester is who he is in the in the show, and I get how some people could just feel that way about Dean Winchester. I get this vibe from Jensen Ackles, and I've said this before on this show. Oh, you're he, talking about Jensen himself, himself, not the Jensen. Dean. Yeah, not I Dean. Say because you love Dean. Like, what are you talking about? I don't love Dean because I don't <laughs> love Jensen. Uh, I, I don't. I do not. I don't like anything that Jensen does because something about him. Uh, this is just me, and I don't know why I feel this way, honestly. But I get vibes from certain people. And I've been right a lot of the times in my pre, I don't know, just my uh, my assumptions of somebody right off the bat. If I get this bad vibe, I've usually been right. I do not think he's a good person at all. I think he's an actor and he's very great at it. Carry on my way, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. I want to go back and watch Supernatural all over again. Thank you. That was a compilation the Reverend told me to put together because we finally get to review a film with someone that gives me good vibes, better vibes. Uh, Friday the 13th from 2009, the remake. Tagline, Jason lives, many will die. I I actually like that a lot. Uh, Directed by Marcus Nispel. 
who is a, I want to say Danish, Finnish, something like that. But the man understood the assignment and he knows what Jason's all about. Yeah. Uh, written by Damian Shannon, Mark Swift, and Mark Wheaton. Uh, story by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift, based upon characters by Vic Miller. Uh, music by Steve Jablonski, uh, made for a budget of $19 million, made $92.7 million. Okay, so this movie was a hit. It was. Okay, what, the reviews are pretty terrible. Uh, at the time, people loved it. And furthermore, they wanted a uh, sequel, and they, we never got it because Vic Miller and Sean S. Cunningham uh, not coming to terms over the rights. Oh, my God. Okay, so much relief. I didn't look up anything. I did not know that it was a box office hit. For some reason, I know I've heard Jensen kind of take jabs at Jared over it, and so I really thought that it was a flop for some reason. Uh, and I don't think he was mm. taking jabs of, oh, your movie sucked. I think he was taking jabs of, you know, them him being in a horror film. It was just kind of a little back and forth between the both of them. And so I'm, like, kind of relieved to see... It being a hit. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I remember liking it even whenever it came out in the theater. Okay. Uh, but I will say, I will say this, my bloody Valentine made 100.7 million. So Jensen does have slight bragging rights because it made about 8 million more. Than, what what you know, was Jared's the budget maybe. of making it? Probably lower. Uh, probably less to yeah. be honest. Uh, it was 14 million. Yeah. So, so yes. Less, so it made more money. Yeah, it had a higher bracket, but still pretty pretty good. Okay. Uh, principal players, of course, the reason we played that intro is Jared Padalecki uh, plays Clay Miller, the protagonist seeking his brother, I mean his sister's whereabouts. Uh, and he is on every episode of Supernatural, all 327 of Wait, them. Wait, he's on every uh, episode? There's not an episode he wasn't there. If he missed any episodes, he was in a flashback on that same episode okay. somehow. So, so technically, he's, he's still there. He's pretty much in all of them. Uh, of course, he's on the new Walker, Texas Ranger. And that's I still going. Care. Yeah. I'm surprised that's still <clears throat> going, and I am surprised that the Winchesters didn't make it. That's where he has bragging rights right now. I'm not surprised at the Winchesters because watching, I mean, it was fine for two or three episodes, and then when I saw where the writing was going, I was like, okay, this doesn't have the magic that the original show had at all. I kind of felt that way about Walker the first season. I made it through the first season of Walker. I was kind of surprised they made it through season two, and not entirely because it wasn't terrible. It ebbed and it flowed, but I just didn't think it was great enough to be on fucking season four. Well, the thing about that is, is it caters to a different audience, so yeah. you're not, and it's not trying to redo Supernatural. That's oh, the that's biggest true. Thing. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of fans just like me that were like, they wanted to go into Supernatural, uh, whatever the prequel was called, I don't even remember now, and the Winchesters, I guess is what they called it, and wanted to get some of that same magic, and it just didn't gel. Like, the characters didn't, they didn't have that connection that, you know, Sam and Dean had so you know anything it is what it is. in relation to supernatural is immediately cursed. <laughs> supernatural is doomed to be the only show in relation to supernatural in terms of that universe. Everything else is cursed. You you know what would what would work though if Jensen, who I think technically has the rights, uh, at least to I mean some of the some of the rights to it, if he brought Jared back and they and they somehow continued on with Sam and Dean's story. Yeah, they, they would absolutely make it. Uh 
you know, whether it be like from heaven or controlling if they retcon, shit. If they, if especially if they retcon that and did away with that whole thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, I see that on here. One of the, uh, I know you still have to go over House of Wax. So where does House of Wax fall? This season. This season? Are we even attempt? No. We're going to have to do a, a part due of Slasher Season down the road. Uh, so that or I don't know. It wouldn't do a special episode with it and um, Urban Legend because they're kind of in the yeah. same time period, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he did do the voice of Sam on Supernatural, the animation that they did for the like it was a pseudo prequel, I think, to oh. the, or the first season or something. I've been meaning to watch that because <clears throat> have you seen the animation? It actually looks really good. It is really good. It's the uh, the the it's an anime, so yes. I mean it. But it's 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 pretty well done. Oh, I loved the previews. I used to watch for it. I was like, oh my god, this looks so fucking amazing. But let me tell you, if you are a true fan of Supernatural, I don't necessarily. After having gone to the convention, I don't consider myself a true fan, or maybe I'm just not a crazed fan. But um, you're not a crazed fan. I'm you not can a crazed still be fan. A true fan. You can, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm a true fan. Uh, I read the comic books and I've been on a podcast uh, discussing them, and we were discussing supernatural origins. And if you are looking to a story before supernatural became what it was on the TV show, you really need. I think there's like six comics total. I believe I could be wrong. Uh, really affordable to uh, buy on Amazon. And oh well, they don't have them in the the actual physical form. You can only get them digital right now. But thirteen out of ten recommend them. Uh, super amazing story prior to Supernatural. In fact, actually, there isn't. There is one comic book that was a bad one. And on the show, I had told Mike and Thomas, I was like, this played like a filler episode of Supernatural, and that's what they said. It was a filler comic. <laughs> so. I still swear by that first season being yeah. one, I mean, just knocking out of the park, except even the Wendigo episode, like I didn't like it as much whenever I was watching it, but like when you start watching some of the later seasons and they lose some of that magic, uh, even Wendigo looks pretty good, but oh. this isn't a supernatural podcast. Unfortunately, I think we could probably fill up hours if we, if we did that. Uh, but we do like the show, so we did have to cover this movie oh, definitely. Uh, and in particular Jared. Uh, he was also in Cry Wolf and, uh, again, House of Wax from 2005. Um, <clears throat> Amanda Rigetti plays Whitney Miller, who is the sister to Jared's character, Clay, and technically the final girl in the movie. It gets technical, uh, though. It, it does, but uh, she earns it, and yes. she's probably worse off than any final girl in any movie oh. because she has she has been abducted for... Uh, months or at least a month. I mean, she's like been trapped by the the slasher, and the slasher is keeping her alive, and that is almost worse than death in certain circumstances. Yeah, I don't get the vibe that he was doing things. No, to her, no, but, not at all. But, not like that. You know, yeah, we don't we she, don't think there's any rape involved. Nothing like that is implied. It's a different reason. Uh, yeah, because he thinks that she is his mother, which that's been used before. But I'm sorry, it just works. Yeah, well, we'll get to that because they actually do a good job of pulling in other uh, old, the old movies and remaking them into one film. Yes. Uh, Amanda Rigetti was in Return to House on Haunted Hill. Um, I've not heard good things about that sequel, so we'll just leave it at that. 
Uh, Derek Mears plays Jason Voorhees in this, the backwoods brute slasher who is just trying to protect his pot patch. Um, Derek Mears does a pretty damn good job as Jason. Yeah, he's got a big old fucking hulking neck. Yeah, and and furthermore, he is a fucking fanatic over the series. He loves the character. Like, hearing him talk, he is one of us. Oh, but yeah. he got to play Jason. Yeah, um, some people have all the luck, you know? <laughs> uh, he was Swamp Thing on the CW TV show, which I thought was actually pretty damn good for what it was. Yeah, it I mean, looked really good. It's funny because yeah. he looked like himself only as Swamp Thing. <laughs> Uh, he was also in the movie Predators. Uh, he was in DC's Legends of Tomorrow as Swamp Thing in that. Uh, CW's The Flash, two episodes. He was in Sleepy Hollow, the TV series. I liked that, that series. The first two seasons were good. It yeah. fell off the, the hill pretty quick, or the cliff after that. Uh, he was in Dead Snow 2, Red versus Dead. That's kind of like a Nazi zombie movie. Yeah. Uh, he was in Hatchet 3 with Kane Hodder. And he was in The Hills Have Eyes 2 from 2007, which makes sense because he looks like the character, the the actor who played Pluto in the original Hills Have Eyes, a Michael Berryman. He's kind of got that, you know, yeah. uh, bald, tall guy, you know, with a kind of a, you know, he, he doesn't have the weird looking face necessarily, but he's kind of got that look about him. Uh, Nana Visitor plays Pamela Voorhees, Jason's mama. She was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, Jason, Jason, or Jonathan Sadowski plays Wade, the weed entrepreneur. Uh, he was in the devil below and the DC's legends of tomorrow. Uh, America, Olivia, Olivia plays Amanda, the weed entrepreneur. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of them. They're going out to find weed with Whitney. So that's why I put all this together. She was in the 2012 remake of maniac. Uh, no one lives. And in neighbor, uh, Nick Manel plays Mike Reynolds, the boyfriend of Whitney. Uh, he was in Halloween, the 2007 uh, Rob Zombie film. Uh, he was in The Lost Tribe and in The Black Waters of Echo's Pond. Uh, ben Feldman plays Richie, uh, who is a uh, weed entrepreneur and Amanda's uh, fuck buddy in the movie. Uh, and, man, Amanda had some good fucking tits. Oh, I'm yeah, he wouldn't stop there. talking about them. Like, we get it. No, no, no. Brie has the best, oh, but Amanda's okay. was pretty good. This movie has a lot of titties in it. it a yeah. lot. Uh he is primarily known as Jonah on uh, Superstore, if anybody's ever seen that show on uh, uh, NBC, I think is what that originally aired on. Uh, but he's also in As Above, So Below, and he was in Cloverfield. Ooh, I like Cloverfield. Uh, uh, Kyle Davis plays Donnie, the weed enthusiast and farmhand, who also has sex with mannequins and uh, beats off the hustler, so there's okay. that for him. Uh, he was in American Horror Story, four episodes, and in three episodes of Dexter. Uh, Ryan Hansen plays Nolan, which is Chelsea's uh, boyfriend. Uh, Willa Ford plays Chelsea, which is Ryan's girlfriend. She also uh, shows her titties. Uh, she's not as good as the other two. No. Uh, but, she, but she does show them while she's wakeboarding, so there's that. Yeah, they're natural, uh, too. Aaron, yeah, Aaron Yu plays Chad Chewy Wong, who has a crush on Bree. Uh, he was in the Nightmare on Elm Street 2010 remake, so he was in remakes of both wow, major franchises. lucky. Uh, he was also in Disturbia and The Blacklist, at least three episodes of it. Uh, Arlen Escarpita plays Lawrence, the BFF to Chewie. Uh, he was in Final Destination 5 and Wolves at the Door. Okay. Uh, he doesn't. He wants to be a singer, 
Uh, but don't say that he wants to be in rap because that's racist, even though he does want to be a rap yes. singer. So there's that. Uh, Julianne uh, Gill play Juliana Gill plays Brie, and she is that fine vagina. <laughs> she is. She she is. You know, um, all I gotta say about her is good for her for having all that stamina in her hips at that age, honey. It goes away. <laughs> I'm gonna say something. I mean, like. I don't focus on this and be creepy about it, but the combination of, I mean, of the boobs that look way too big for her body and the fact that she has like, I mean, a totally flat stomach. I mean, it's a pretty nice combination. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, Richard Berge plays uh, officer Brack, who is the cop assigned to a disappearance of Whitney, Whitney Miller and friends. Uh, he was in days of our lives again, <laughs> soap opera effect, uh, starship troopers Two, the green inferno and hostile Two. Ooh, I loved uh, hostile Two. Uh, Travis Van Winkle plays Trent Sutton, uh, Jenna, then Bree's boyfriend, and he's a male hoe for show. That show. Um, <laughs> and he's also an asshole, like a big-time yes. asshole. Uh, and Danielle Panabaker plays Jenna Montgomery, who is the f- was been final girl, except she gets stabbed right at the end. So she doesn't make it. Oh, yeah, so, that was sad. Well, I thought they were yeah. going to make it. Yeah, and, and she was a surprising kill because, I mean, she's a very empathetic, sympathetic, whatever you want to say, character. I mean, you really care for her character before she bites it. Yes. Uh, she was obviously in CW's The Flash. I mean, she played uh, Killer Frost in that. She was in the movie Sky High, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, where she, again, played Killer Frost. Uh, she was in Arrow, where she, again, Killer Frost. Uh, Justified and Piranha 3 Double D. She was in that movie. 3 Double D. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Jenna did not deserve to die because this happened twice in the film, and it really could have gone so bad. Like, I know, okay, she was supposed to die, so I get why they did it. Um, but had Jared been a gentleman... And let those ladies go before him as he should have. Any gentleman that is protecting and trying to get two women to safety, how dare you go before them? <laughs> I mean, I, to be fair also, my dumb way to explain that is he, you might not know what's on the other side. So technically, I think that's what he was trying to do was protect them for anything that happened or that was on the other side. I think's what he was trying to do. Yeah, but um, you knew Jason was coming from. You knew he was coming from the angle that they were at. Yeah, like, but he there's a chance because this Jason sets traps. That's there true. Been a trap on the other side. Does he know about the traps yet though? Because I know we saw one trap, but it wasn't he, him. It, he did see. He well, he at least saw that he had the little you know tank the with the bell. He, yeah, he saw that. So. And he, and he plays a smart character in this movie, so he would have picked up on that. Yeah. I don't I don't feel like that was beyond his because he he was the one that was actually you know a little bit more with it than any of the other characters. Well, he's a Winchester, so you know it's natural. Uh, you could almost say it's supernatural. Uh, I would say in my head canon that this is an alt world uh, supernatural. You know how in the fi- some of the final seasons where they had multiverse versions yes. of Sam and Dean. This is Sam from yes. an alternate dimension where he didn't have a brother, but he had a His sister. sister. You know. Absolutely. Dina Winchester. Uh, I didn't write the synopsis out for this, but it's basically simple. It's uh, They combine like the first four movies all into like one and then continue on from there. Uh, it's So in the very first scenes, uh, Pamela Voorhees is chasing down Alice, uh, yes. this reality's version of Alice. Uh, she's got the machete, uh, or Alice has machete. She chops uh, Pamela Voorhees' head off, just like in the original film. Jason is actually alive, and he's standing there watching it, so that wraps up that whole 
uh, question, you know, yes. that people's always had. It's like, I thought the kid was dead. No, he was in the forest. Yes. He saw it. He's, he's, he's living in this one. He's human. Uh, so he's, he's not undead. Uh, he's not been resurrected by the Necronomicon. None of that stuff. Uh, we skip ahead, uh, you know, uh, 30 or so many years. No, yeah, it was 30 years. And yeah, it was 30 because it was in the eighties and we're skipping ahead to the two thousands. Uh, and that's whenever uh, Wade and you know some of the others come and, and Whitney comes in there to find the pot plants uh, that that's supposed to be in the area, and then they happen upon Jason's you know special special patch, <laughs> and, and uh, he doesn't take kindly that he ends up killing them. The the one the Amanda or whatever her name is, uh, Good Tits. Uh, she, her getting burned alive in the sleeping bag. Now that's a fucking brutal ass kill. That was so awesome. She doesn't go quick. I no. mean, she is suffering the entire time. She is, uh, and not only that, but like she, uh, those those sleeping. It was smart to do what they did because those sleeping bags are fire retardant, and so they don't catch on fire. Not, at least not easily. They're gonna resist for a while, but it did cook her. Yeah, it was it cooked her from the inside. She was basically a, bur- a human burrito at that yeah. point. Uh, and then, of course, Jonah from Superstore is just sitting, or Richie in this case, is watching her like, because he can't do anything because his legs medium yes. raw and like a, a bear trap, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, um, so he got to watch her, which is, oh, my God. Uh, so that kind of is, I mean, uh, that kind of syncs up with part two a little bit. Uh, they're not camp counselors, but again, the camp yeah. is completely shut down and it's a bunch of people that get randomly killed. Now here's where they loop in three, at least in my, you know, in my opinion, that's what they do. The, the group with Danielle Panabaker and, you know, her and all of her friends, they are going to stay at, at one of the friends' uh, family's house near the lake, just like Chris's friends were staying yeah. at her family's house in okay. part three. That makes sense. And then we have Sackhead Jason in this movie. Uh, you know, so that that's that goes back to two, part brings two. that in. Yep. Uh, he discovers the hockey mask in a barn, just like he done in part three, uh, whenever he kills the, the one goofy guy that's been fucking his mannequin. Yep. And so he gets the hockey mask. So we go up to three at least. And then I kind of feel like we mingle in a little bit of four because they do uh, technically kill him at the end. So that's kind of giving you a, 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 at least the end of three going into four, but something like that. Yeah. You know? uh, so it does kind of like, the first four movies, it kind of like wraps them all up into one, which I really like. Uh, body count 14, which is not bad. Yeah. Um, uh, Pamela Voorhees decapitated with a machete, uh, by Alice. Uh, Wade has his ear cut off and slashed with a machete. Yes. Uh, and it's dangling there from a pot plant. Uh, as he's listening to Sister Christian from Night oh, Ranger. Oh, <laughs> yes, a good song. And the earbud was actually, the, or it was wired earbuds, so that's what was helping it dangle from one of the weed plants. Yeah, and it, and it gave me a supernatural vibe on top of the fact that Motoring. Jared's in this. Because Sister, Sister Christian is definitely something Dean would have blasted. Oh, from, 100%. You know, it's from, definitely, from it's in Supernatural somewhere. Yeah, I've, I know, I remember hearing it at some point. Uh, Amanda's roasted alive again. Uh, man, that's a rough one. It was uh, uh, Mike is stabbed a few times and then killed off screen. Uh, Richie has his head split in half by a machete as his 
foot's caught in a, a bear yes. trap. So that one's pretty, pretty gruesome too. Uh, Donnie, the, the mannequin fucker, has his throat slit with a machete, and that's actually a good throat slit. That's not it like is. the one in Jace and uh, uh, takes Manhattan. This is a good one. One hundred percent. No one has an arrow through the back of the head, and that's a good kill because this is the first time that Jason is a hunter. Yes, a real hunter. Because the the riders, and I, this is smart, this is damn smart. If Jason was going to survive, he would have to be basically a survivalist. He would have to be able to hunt and trap his own game, and that shows that he was a hunter in that one scene with his arrow use. Uh, Chelsea, who's trying to hide from him underneath the, the boards of like the, the little dock there, uh, gets stabbed through the head with a machete. Uh, pretty decent kill, the yeah. way that they do it. Got pulled up, up just enough to see titties. Yeah. Well, as if we didn't see them already, but we're going to see them yeah. again. One more time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that actress, uh, Willa Ford, I don't know if you know this or if you, if you even remember, she was, she's had an album out. I don't know how many albums she's had. She's had at least a Christmas album. Uh, actually, it was a good Christmas album. Uh, and she had a song out called I Want to Be Bad back around this time era. Oh, okay, yes. And she was uh, dating one of the Backstreet Boys for a minute. He broke up with her. She was but her. She became a singer. She's sexy. She's got a body. So yeah, she made well, a most revenge of the album. This, most of the women in this movie have a body. I mean, she yeah. doesn't show anything, but Danielle Pennebaker, I mean, is... Oh, absolutely, not, yeah. She's pretty nice, too, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chewy has a screwdriver uh, driven deep into his neck. Slowly. Uh, actually, it, Slowly. That's the main thing about it. I mean, he's sitting there still fighting it yeah. as it's going farther and farther in. Uh, Lawrence has the axe uh, head impelled through his back. It's thrown, and that throw is fucking awesome that he it does. It was. That, this I was just like, what are the chances? But Jason is, one, he's super fucking strong, and two, he is a seasoned fucking hunter. <laughs> uh, Bree, the fine vagina, is impelled against a deer antler door hook. In a very similar way yes. to how Linnea Quigley dies in yes. Silent Night, Deadly Night, and I don't know if that's intentional. But I was I'm thinking the same thing. Uh, only difference is um, way smaller antlers, slightly bigger titties. That is true. That yeah. is true on all accounts. Uh, Officer Brack is impaled through the eye with a fire poker. That's a good. That was kill. cool. Yeah, I like that one. Trent is impelled through the back with a machete and then hung on the back end of a hook off some old dude's truck as it's driving away. Oh, that was so cool. (laughs) And then Jenna's uh, sadly impelled through the back with a machete. That's a sad kill. Yeah. That actually breaks your heart when it happens. Yeah. Uh, Other taglines, welcome to Crystal Lake. No. Mm. Prepare for the day everyone fears, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, because Friday the 13th, you know? Yeah, you know his name, you know the story on Friday the 13th, Witness His Resurrection. It almost was good. We didn't need the Witness's Resurrection. The you know his name, you know the story, Friday the 13th. Done. Bad luck, question mark. You don't know the half of what you're in for. Uh, no. From the producers of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Stop. Which is true. Yes, it is, but you don't need... You don't need that. If Jason alone... You got to use the Friday the 13th... Let title again. Like, you didn't need that. Uh, can we go ahead and recognize Platinum Dune for, Dunes for being, like, really fucking good at doing, like, remakes? I mean, I, 
granted, I wasn't at the time. I, I avoided it for years, but when we watched it for this, I actually didn't mind it that bad. The Texas Chainsaw remake they yeah. did with, uh, uh, you know, Jessica. Titties McGee. What, yeah. <laughs> Is, was she Titty McGee's in that? I mean, she's got a nice body. Uh, Jessica. Well, she had the... She had the white T-shirt that was very prominently displayed. Oh, the tatas, yes. You know. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. The wife beater, you know. And she has a nice set uh, on her. Uh, so we had that movie. We had the, the it, uh, it was the least of them, but we had the 2010 Nightmare remake, which wasn't bad. No. It just wasn't the best of these. And then we had this glorious thing, yeah. which is amazing. Okay. You know? I have to agree with you that, yes, they are reigning supreme in terms of remakes. I- I'm reading online. There's there's controversy of whether Jessica this is. Jessica Biel, right? Jessica Wasn't that Biel. her name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's controversy of whether or not this is a remake or a reboot. Everyone's saying it's a reboot. Uh, they're kind of the same yeah, thing. Yeah, tomato I mean, potato, it's, maybe. It's, tr- it's it is it's trying to start the series back over so that they can you know move forward and and forget all the past continuity bullshit you know. Uh, but the, they they were knocking it out of the park. I mean, it's it's sad that they're no longer there to kind of make you know or continue with any of these yeah. lines. Um, quotes from Trent. Your tits are stupendous as he's talking to Bree. Quit talking during sex. Said, Big turnoff. Uh, wow, you really know how to make a girl feel special, don't you? And then Trent said, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> he's such a douche in this movie. He re- yeah. Like, there's no point. Like, And here's here's a question I had for you. If you're Daniel Panabaker, why do you not, like, just fucking beat the shit out of him whenever you find out he's been fucking Brie? Did she know? It's almost like she knew that he was fucking around on her, and she didn't care. Now, granted, she was quick, quick to hop on the back of that motorcycle with uh, yeah, Jared. That's true. Um, and and I don't know if this is you know Daniel Panabaker, if this is just how she is. You know, some women have more inviting looks to guys when they don't mean it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She gave both Trent and, and just minutes later Jared both fuck me eyes. Yes. I, if, she did. I'm sorry. Yeah. She's she's got the eyes for sure. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Uh but I don't know why she didn't get more mad at him. I know she they were in the middle of being hunted so she you know that and that's smart of her not to make that the top priority whenever she but still your man was just fucking another girl that you came there with, yeah. you know. I don't know. Uh, maybe she just didn't have time to worry about it at the moment. And like like you said, maybe she knew things weren't like super serious with him. And so she was just like, she sees a hot stallion of a guy on a motorcycle, you know. And let's be honest. I mean, he's got that dark, you know, that uh, mysterious stranger loner type vibe about yeah. him. Uh, he's He cares about his sister. So that means he'd be a good protector, you yeah. know. He he had the goods, so there was a reason why she might want to go with him. But anyways, uh, also Trent to Bree in the same scenario. You've got perfect nipple placement, baby. <laughs> I want to go home. How is that even like? How's that a compliment? Like she didn't care. She yeah. just wanted to get fucked. But whatever. Uh, and then he, of course, he finished off by saying, "Your tits are just fuck or fucking just so juicy, dude." I like how every dude in this movie is about to come before all these girls. <laughs> oh, my favorite line is this: this next one between the two of them while they're fucking. It's like she's like, "Oh my god, baby, I'm close," and then he's like, "Yeah, well, eight more seconds and I'm yeah. gone." 
I just, I mean, like, it's just great. It's like, okay, you're going to get yours. You're going to be done with it. That's what you're going to do. Uh, Lawrence. Um, and also in that scene that that's when Whitney actually escapes. And then she goes there, tries to warn the two of them yeah. or try to get some help. And then Jason pulls her back. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence, I got business I got to do this weekend. Chelsea, what business? Lawrence, music. I'm trying to start a label. And then Chelsea's, oh, yeah, what kind? We're like rap. And Lawrence, why? You got to go racial. Look, don't put me in a box, all right? Well, what? Because I'm black, I can't listen to Green Day? And then Chelsea's like, you're right. That was dumb. So what kind of music? And then Lawrence is like, rap. (laughs) (laughs) I like the interactions between Lawrence and uh, Chewy, especially. Like, Chewy was pretty good in this movie. Uh, Pamela Voorhees kill for mother, you know, he, oh, he, boy. He, uh, Chewy watching Brie dance suggestively to Lawrence, uh, in my next life, I want to come back as one of the buttons on the ass pocket of her jean shorts. <laughs> that's totally something a guy would say. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a pretty good line. Uh, Lawrence, Clay and Jenna just ran inside the house telling them they found a body. You fucking with me right now? Cause I'm high. That's not cool. Cause I just fuck, finished fucking smoking. Okay. <laughs> And well, he, sir, was trying to beat off to, he was trying to beat off to a winter yes. magazine. Oh, God. Trying to find a lady in a tight sweater. <laughs> he had to go with what he had. I mean, yeah. come on. Uh, Chewy, after breaking Trent's chair, they don't call me the wood wizard because I masturbate a lot. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Clay Miller, I want to ask you if you uh, if maybe you'd seen somebody. He holds up Flyer of Whitney. Uh, it's my sister. She came up here around with some friends and, uh, she's gone missing the old lady. She ain't missing. She's dead. Yeah. And and then she goes on to say, uh, he don't want to be, uh, 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 what is it? He wants to be left alone. And so do we, or something like that. We want to be left alone. And so does he. And then she doesn't respond. Uh, props to her good boy, uh, Cujo. That was right next to her. For trying to take out, uh, Sam Winchester. Yes, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) And he full on, I mean, yeah, at least, I mean, Jensen was playing, you know, the evil character in his movie, but Jared's straight up playing, I mean, you know, he's yeah. playing Sam. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. It's Sam. It's, it's, that's who it is. Uh, anyways, Trent to Clay, I would probably leave soon before I got pissed off and, you know, and then, then Jared's like, yeah. And then Trent's like, yeah. And then he looks from Clay to the door, seemingly tough. And then Clay Miller and face, what happens then? You know, he's kind of calling his bluff. Like, I yeah. like that little back and forth. Um, Amanda, while having sex, I heard something. Stop it. Wait, I'm serious. Then Richie, what? Amanda, I think Wade's watching us. Then Richie, what? Well, fuck it. Let the perv watch. <laughs> the way that they were having sex was so awkward. Yeah, like she, like doggy style, but like in a weird position. Standing, it was, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. I don't know. I was like, I, no one in the history of ever. But then again, you know what? Whatever. These are poor girls that like they. It's that age where, as a girl, you you have to have sex. You don't get to enjoy sex, really. I would say that Amanda was, I mean, she was enjoying the initiation of it because while, you know, Wade is sitting there going on about the fucking pot that they found and the GPS and all this other bullshit, she's sitting there doing this sexy little thing where she's like, you know, basically popping them out there, you know, for Richie to see. Oiling up her titties, getting ready to bake them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pamela Voorhees, his name was Jason, and today is his birthday. And Jason, my special, special boy. 
the timeline and the reboot. So it is reboot slash remake, whatever. They're the same thing. I mean, it's it's whatever it is. Uh, May 2nd, 2009 or 2008, and I'll get to the reason 2008 comes into this. A group of kids enter the woods near Camp Crystal Lake looking to score some weed. All of them are killed except Whitney Miller, who's dragged back to Jason Voorhees' lair. Uh, Friday, June 13th, so uh, like a month later, Clay Miller arrives at the lake looking for his sister. Meanwhile, a group of teens are staying at the family cabin on the lake when they become a new targets of territorial Jason. Clay and Jenna find Whitney, freeing her with Jenna dying in the process. Whitney stabs Jason in the chest with his own machete. And then, of course, the next day, uh, Saturday, June 14th, he rises from Crystal Lake while uh, her brother, Clay, is beside of her and drags her back into the water. Dude, the jump scares at the end of this film were, oh, I loved them. Especially Jason jumping through the window. That is so (laughs) typical, Jason. Uh, I like that where, uh, and it goes back to the teleporting thing, but they it's not teleporting because he's got the tunnels. Uh, when Jared, like they they come out underneath that old school bus, yes. he's built like a, and then Jared gets on top and he's like trying to help her out, and then Jason's there already. Yes. He grabs him and starts like smashing him around. He teleported. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, the only thing on this is that uh, uh, the reason I say 2008 is because technically Friday, June 13th or in, was not the, a thing in 2009. It was in 2008. For so, shame. <laughs> uh, visually, this movie is fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Visually. It looks amazing. Yes. That and Jason mask, has his own lighting, too. Yes. And that mask is one of the best looking ones in the series. What's so different about this mess? I didn't really see anything that stood out. It's just the way that it's contoured, the way that they shaded it. I mean, it, it's got a good look to it. Yeah. It, it really. It was I mean, literally made for him. It was. Yeah. I mean, for Derek Mears or whatever his name is. So uh, the, the story is actually good in this. It's I, I actually enjoyed the story. It's tale as old as time, you know? But the fact that they had the brother looking for her, I mean, I feel like that oh, was yeah. a good little addition that you normally don't get in these movies. Well, that's just Sam Winchester for you, you know? Yeah, because that's what he does. It's, you know, yep. it's uh, the family business. Sister was hunting for weed. Uh, you know, got a little mixed up in the hunt, and uh, brother's got to get involved. So, you know, family business. Uh, the acting is pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. They got some. They got some cheap girls up in this bitch, but they actually they they were pretty good. And then you, I mean, Danielle Panabaker does a, has a really good job. Yes. Uh, the girl that plays Whitney does really good at what they give her to do. Jared, I mean, you know, if you if you like him as Sam, you'll like him in this. It's, I ex- it's I actually character. expected less of Jared, just like I actually expected less of this movie. And I know that's kind of mean to say, but that's the truth. I just I wasn't sure what we were gonna get. Uh, like I said, I kind of heard joking between him and, uh, you know, uh, Jensen a little back and forth. And so I kind of thought this for I was thinking this movie was a flopper. He was making fun of him as an actor in general. And I was pleasantly surprised. There's a lot of visual facial acting that that Jared does in this movie. Like whenever the especially the first interaction between him and Trent in the store. Yeah. And Trent gives him like the, all that bullshit about, well, if this fucker would move on, then maybe we could get her pops and go. And, or, you know, or sodas, whatever he says. And then, like, because <laughs> that's not our lingo in this area. But anyway. That's okay. Uh, 
And then, you know, Jared's looking over at him and he's just giving him like, yeah, fucker, just shut up, you know, so yeah. I can you know, and get out of here. I mean, it, it, he does a lot of that in this movie. Like, I mean, there's, there, I mean, there's some good, you know, audios, you know, like, yeah. you know, stuff that he does, but like the, the visuals on his face is what sells a lot of well, he's it. He's got better things he could be doing and he's got more important things to be doing right now. He doesn't he could have time be hunting. He could be getting rid of ghosts. He could be hunting mm-hmm. vampires. I mean, getting rid of demons. This guy's just fucking his shit up. He was I mean, probably at the gas station getting ready to buy some salt. So, <laughs> uh, the music's pretty pretty decent. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, it does it does its job. Um, I can't remember the soundtrack on this in particular, other than Night Ranger. I mean, that was the yeah. main one I remember, but pretty good song. Uh, trivia: Richard uh, Berge wasn't cast as Sheriff uh, Brack until 12 hours before they needed to begin filming his character scenes. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, including the 2009 remake, Jason has killed around 200 people throughout the Friday the 13th series. Including the 2009, I thought there was also like twenty thousand or something from X. Well, it, that but that's oh top, not a, okay part. yeah yeah that's non counted okay uh, in canon. Uh, Adrian King, star of the original 1980 film, was approached by producers and uh, Andrew Form and Brad Fuller to do a cameo appearance during pre-production. A few days later, the producers called her back and told her they didn't want anyone from the original movie to, to appear in the remake. Wow. So, whatever. Damn, touch me in the morning, uh, then just walk away. <laughs> Victor Miller, uh, the screenwriter of the original Friday the 13th, said the script was written in such a way that it could be deemed a sequel as opposed to a remake because that meant they uh, could pay him less if the movie qualified <gasps> as a sequel. Uh, this explains why the plot of the film is more of an amalgamation of the first four films as opposed to retelling of the original film. Miller took legal action because he felt the script they showed him was more of a remake, uh, but the story he came up with was condensed to the first few minutes of the film. He lost the battle and was paid less. He was surprised later to see the film advertised <gasps> as a remake. That's fucking dirty. It is, and I think that's the reason that he kicked up a storm and they didn't make any more after okay. this. Okay. A wheelchair and a sweater can be seen in Jason's tunnels during the film. The character Mark, Tom Mc, uh, McBride, was a paraplegic who was killed in part two. Oh, yeah. And, and and Mrs. Voorhees obviously wore the sweater in the original Friday the 13th from 1980. Yeah. There's also a bicycle propped against the wall just under the wheelchair. It's likely Ralph's bicycle from the original Friday the 13th, uh, you know, Crazy Ralph. So yeah. there's, there's, there's Easter eggs to a lot of the original films. On hiatus from their show, both Jared Padalecki and his Supernatural 2005 co-star Jensen Ackles starred in two remakes of 80 Slashers during <laughs> uh, this time, uh, with Jensen doing My Bloody Valentine in 2009, and, and Jared also uh, starred in the 2005 remake of House of Wax before Supernatural aired. So wow. there you go. Uh, and I want to say that that one weird movie with Dean that I told you, or with well, with Jensen, uh, where he's like uh, uh, some online thing is uh, like demonic thing is trying to get him to like uh, give him visions to kill people, and he has that sex. He has sex in a like a computer chair with some blonde chick. Uh, that movie came out right as Supernatural started up as well. So they both like had yeah. movies that came out right before, although. Jared's was more high profile because House of Wax is yeah. way, way bigger, you know. Uh, ben Feldman plays Richie and Jonathan Stowski plays Wade were already good films uh, friends prior to filming and were cast because of their natural rapport. They also convinced their friend Aaron Yu, Chewy, to accept the role even though he was reluctant. Aww. 
Uh, Clay and Whitney's last name is Miller. This is a reference to Vic Miller, the creator of Friday the 13th series, who was oh. fucked over <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the long run. A sequel is announced by Platinum Dunes after the theatrical release of the movie, but after a year of no news where production stood on the sequel, producer Brad Fuller confirmed via his Twitter account that the sequel had gone out of production. I think that this would have done gangbusters if they'd have continued this on. Well, just saying. I got a question because... Hold on. Um, let me go over to the Google here. So Derek um, Mears played Jason again, and it's called Friday the 13th Part 2 3D, and it's from 2011. That has to be some kind of fan film. Okay, hold on. Let me get the synopsis of it. Uh, Ninety. Well, it has. It probably is because ninety-one percent of Google users fucking like the film. Um, part two, three D slasher horror film that it says that will be shot in digital three D. It's the sequel to the two thousand nine remake. There's no. And that's just the listing for a movie that never got made. Then yeah, it must be. That's insane. Anyways, <clears throat> carry on, my wayward son. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jonathan Liebsman, uh, director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning from 2006, was also uh, which was also produced by Platinum Dunes, was once in negotiates to direct the film. Rather, Dunes decided to bring back Marcus Nispel, who directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake in 2003. So the same director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake did this. They kind of explained, that guy's pretty good. I mean, yeah. you know, doing those. <clears throat> the character Sheriff Brack, played by Richard Berge, is named after author Peter M. Brack, who wrote the book Crystal Lake Memories, The Complete History of Friday the 13th. Uh, Juliana Gill's only nude scene, uh, sex scene to date, afterwards she would sign on a non-nudity contract for sex scenes and other projects. So the best-looking woman in this entire franchise had her one and done in this one and said no wow. more. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, originally, Brie uh, was supposed to set up her camcorder on the edge of the bed to film her and Trent. However, before filming, Juliana was the one that suggested that she hold the camcorder in one hand during the risky sex scene, uh, or risque sex scene, as it would be more zany and racy. The director liked the idea and decided to go with it. Okay. Uh, Scout... Scout Taylor Compton auditioned for the role of Jenna, which eventually went to Danielle Pennebaker. Uh, uh, had she gotten the role, this film would have made the second remake of a classic horror film for Compton after she was in the Halloween 2007 Rob Zombie remake. Yeah. You know what, though? Danielle Pennebaker did such a good job in this role, though. So I, it's she, hard for me to see someone else. Listen, there's a lot of horror fans that like Scout Taylor Compton for uh, obviously her looks. She's not a bad actress. But Danielle Pennebaker is, there's something about her that it's, uh, she's got a very friendly face that makes you root for her. So it's hard to say that anybody but her would have sold that role as well. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> effects artist Scott Stoddard uh, created Jason's look and describes Jason's face as a combination of Carl, Carl Fulton's design for part from part two and Tom Savini's design from the final chapter. Uh, Travis Van Winkle plays a character named Trent, the same name of his character Trent DeMarco from Transformers <laughs> in 2007, which was directed by Michael Bay. According to Bay himself, this is the same character, revealing that both this movie and that franchise occur in the same universe. Okay, so we can have Jason versus Transformers. <laughs> 
Autobots, roll out. Yeah. Oh, shit, he's killing us. <laughs> uh, Jason's most notable nemesis, Tommy Jarvis, didn't come around until Friday the 13th, the final chapter, but he got to stick around for three films and was never killed off. So Mark Swift and Damien uh, Shannon's uh, Freddy vs. Jason script included Tommy as a significant player in the film's climax, but it was cut prior to casting or filming by David S. Goyer and director uh, Ronnie Yu. In early 2007, Platinum Doom's producers let it slip that they were talking about using Tommy as a major character. Now, Ooh. if they would have continued the the second movie with Tommy, that might have been interesting. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to research this second movie because there's a whole ass page for it and everything. YouTube has a video about it, so... We need to find out about this uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 3D from 2013 or 2014. So It, it never got made, I'll just tell you yeah. outright. It didn't get made. Fuck, I don't know dude. how far they got along with it, but they didn't get that and far. And the fact that they have it listed as, uh, what's his name, uh, Mears, fucking uh, his, one of his roles is so fucking weird. <laughs> Uh, final girl, Whitney Miller, with the help from Sam, Winch- Sam Winchester. What do you think about her? Uh, you know what? She's a survivor. She's going to make it. Uh, she's not going to stop. She's going to work harder. Uh, and I know that's not <laughs> from this movie, but, uh, you know, uh, she, she adapted very quickly to the situation. She knew what was up. She knew that Jason thought that she was the mama which is what is going on here. And she made it work to her advantage. And throwing that chain into that, that grinder to, you know, finish him off. That was pretty baller move. It was. Yeah. She, she was smart. She had smarts. Um, she knew how to live and she wanted to live. So, uh, I I feel like she's up there in the series. I mean, she, she did a pretty good job. I mean, uh, I still think in this series, I think maybe Jenny gets the top, uh, the original, Jenny, you yeah. know, from part two gets probably top honors because she was the first one that, you know, convinced Jason that she was the mother and then, you know, finish him off, you know, by doing that. Yeah. So, uh, this Jason Voorhees, the survivalist, he's pretty fucking ruthless. I oh mean, my he's God. pretty, pretty good. He killed it. He is everything <laughs> that he should have been in at least the first few you know, Friday the 13th movies, if he wasn't alive, he's alive in this film. So he's human. Uh, he doesn't have superpowers, although he does teleport. But okay, whatever. That aside, uh, he's an expert hunter, you know. Uh, and he literally, he just wants to be left alone. But do you think he was smoking the ganja? Oh, for sure, yeah. And But I, I want to know what else he was doing with it because... Uh, he didn't look like he was buying anything for himself. So, like, what other purpose did he have for the pot? You know? Yeah. Hmm. I, I, no idea. Uh, he probably was smoking it. I mean, and, and honestly, I mean, given the fact that as a kid he saw his mom have her head chopped off and he was already like a mongoloid that nobody liked, I mean, yeah. that's probably using it to kind of suppress you know, some of that trauma, I'm just saying. Yeah, but. so he just doesn't prefer the kids coming into, ge- in general, his area, his camping area, but he doesn't mind having residents live by is what I'm getting, is what I'm gathering. Yeah, because they know better than to get in his fucking That's true. perimeter. Okay. Uh, best kill, probably the sleeping, sleeping bag, bag kill. Sleeping bag, hands down, sleeping bag. And the way she fell out of it when it finally ripped open enough, like the hole, or burned a hole, and she just plopped out, Oh. And the way her face and everything was cooked whenever she came out. Loved it. 
Uh, best scream would have to be Whitney uh, in in the movie Whitney Miller because I mean she's screaming a lot as she's as Jason's like coming you know in and out of that tunnel you know yeah well I disrespectfully disagree because the best scream for me hands down I screamed it when I heard it was Trent when what's her name got thrown through the windshield of the car as they were trying to the police car as they were trying to escape he screamed like Ned Flanders. <laughs> I thought she was going to quote uh, uh, Jensen Ackles screaming supernatural yeah. whenever the cat pops up on him. <laughs> that was scary. No, that was me saying that was scary after that. I jumped so hard. And you, got, you, you gotta know this is gonna happen because that is so typical Jason Voorhees. Yeah, I mean, throwing Bree, or uh, yeah, it was, I think it was Bree's body, like, yeah. through after he pulled her off the hook or whatever, threw her right on that car. Yeah. Which is funny because she was on the hook. She slid off. Fucking Trent shot through that goddamn door. He walks and he's like, Jason killed Bree. Run. Bitch, you could have been the one that killed her. You didn't know that. You're fucking just shooting any direction like a fucking idiot. And he wouldn't give the gun to the actual yeah. person who looks like they could use the gun. Oh, and well, then he loses the gun in the fucking creek as he's running away. Yeah. A little bitch. Uh, which is gets the dumbest award yes. is him dropping the gun. I mean, but yeah, like, uh, best side character now, best best good boy, Cujo, yes. old lady's boy, whatever. Uh, best side character, though, I'm going to give it to Chewie because he cracked yeah. me up a lot. Chewie was good. Uh, Franklin Award, Trent, fucking asshole. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he deserved it. Uh, and the Doom Prophet, that's Clay. Yes, uh, it's Je- it's Jared. <laughs> it's Jared. Uh, it's Sammy. Not really annoying. It's, yes, yeah, it's, it's Sammy. Uh, it's not, he's not really annoying. He's just, uh, I mean, there's a reason why he's the Doom Prophet. He yeah. really wants to find his sister. He wasn't annoying, but he was annoying the people around him with his desperation <laughs> to find his sister, which the, the only one who saw that was uh, Jenna. When she's like, she even said, I'm sorry. She understands the severity of the situation. She even saw the paper before Trent grabbed it and fucking crumpled it up. You know, no one's listening to him. And he's like, he's not even being weird about it. He's just like, look, I just, if you've seen her, I'm trying to find her, you know? Yeah, and he goes to the cops and they're like, listen, fucker. We did the best we could. Now get the fuck out of here. She's not there. She ran away, you know? Yeah, that's that's a weird reaction there, dude. Maybe the cops know not to fuck around in Jason's area. I think they did. I think they knew yeah. what was going on there. Uh, I really like this fucking movie. A I lot. did too. I was so. I mean, I got a lot of. I've, jump I've scares. always kind of liked it, and yeah. the supernatural connection does not hurt at all because I mean, obviously, I like the show, but yeah. Uh, but you, like you said, Jared could have just phoned it in on this, and he does not. He at doesn't. All. Yeah, I mean, like we're always going to compare him and Jensen to Sammy and Dean. I get it, you know, and that that's a joke because they're not really. But you know, it, it's just hard not to. It's their, it's them acting, and that's just how they act, you know. But they played the characters for so long that you saw all of their acting chops basically throughout this series. So anytime you see them in anything else, you've seen it before. Yeah. And that's not a slide against them because no. that means they gave a lot to that show, but I'm just saying that, you know, it's it's I mean, it, it, there's only so much one person could do and they uh, you know, you, you've seen the range that they have. Yeah. You know? I I don't know. I, I 
I think that I was lucky that I had the only place I had to go was up because I I think maybe the hubby I know he didn't like Jason X. We talked about it today, but he didn't tell me whether he liked this one or not. I think he didn't even when I was watching it. Um you know, when I was watching it a few days ago, he just kind of got up and walked away. You know, like, eh, you know, that's fine. He's seen so many fucking scary movies. He knows I'm doing it for the show. But it was just so funny. I Like I said, just not really having a good expectation of this. And then I'm just, my son was over my bullshit. He was like, Mom, what the hell? Like, what what is going on? Why do you keep screaming? And I'm like, this is good. Like, I'm not expecting the things that I'm seeing. It's It's like the original one, but better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I've, I've always re- liked this one. It was one of the few Friday the 13th. I actually went out and bought on Blu-ray just so I could have it to rewatch. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, I, mean I have them all now because of the screen factory set and I'm glad that I do. But like before, if it, it was like six and this one, that's all I cared about, you know? Yeah. And so I couldn't be any more happier with this film. I think they did such an amazing job with everyone all over. Um, it was it was a quintessent it's a quintessential slasher and it is the best of the platinum dunes remakes i mean for sure i mean it's i mean i i like it i mean text chainsaw remakes good don't get me wrong but uh this one it just knocks it out of the park yeah i mean seriously in this time era it's 2009 good on jensen and good on fucking jared for being involved with two really successful remakes and both are enjoyable to watch because I mean, we both liked My Bloody Valentine, the the two thousand nine version. Yeah. I mean, um, but yeah. So now that we're at the end of all the Jason movies, who fucking did it? Of this set, how would you rank the movies? Okay, so this one would be number one. Same. Okay, uh, and hold on, let me type this out just so I can. Uh, so. Friday. Oh, didn't mean to type it right there. Uh, let's go to the bottom. There it goes. Okay. 13th, 2009. And then uh, Frisday. <laughs> okay. So then we have 7, 8, 9, and 10. I think. Oh, my God. I'm going to need some refreshers. Which one was 7 again? Uh, Tina. Oh, okay. Um, so nine and then seven. I know that made it sound like I was gonna make seven number two. Uh, eight refresher on eight. Manhattan. That's probably your low one. That's your bottom. But then, yeah. Okay. So 10 and then eight. Well, actually, I should say X, but whatever. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. I forgot You're one. You're Freddy versus Jason that's out of this? That's number one. Freddy versus Jason is number one. Uh, that's hard, though. That is hard because I really enjoyed it. That's a tough one. Ooh. Uh, like, <laughs> I hate to do this, but Freddy versus Jason is number two. That's, okay. I, I can't believe I'm doing that because... That's hard. It, it it deserves number one, but I expected what I got from Freddy versus Jason. It was exactly not exactly what I wanted, but it was it was so good. It, it, it was it was what I wanted. Friday the Thirteenth didn't turn out how I expected the the remake. 
So okay. I'm typing mine out. Yep. So Friday the 13th, 2009, the remake. Yep. Uh, Freddy versus Jason part is my second. Uh, now we're getting into the, the weeds here. Um, Ghost to Hell. Was that nine? Yeah, that's nine. Okay. Uh, uh, then we're going to go Jason Takes Manhattan, actually, because the 80s nostalgia got me on that one. And that was eight, uh, huh? Yes, that was eight. Uh, let's see. What do we got left? We got X and seven. seven. X and seven. Okay, it's definitely Jason X, and then seven because it it, it hurt my heart. It, it you done me wrong, seven. Yeah, you have characters I don't give two shits about, including the final girl, and and she and I should have cared about her because it's fucking Carrie. Yeah, and you have the best looking Jason in all the fucking movies. Period. That and is true. You, and it's Kane Hodder, and it's it, that's if it wasn't for that seven would I mean seven if it didn't dis- disappoint me so bad would not be at the bottom of this. It just I was watching it and I was like I was like oh man this will be awesome you know and then yeah. I, I was like what the fuck you know and then uh, Manhattan which I'd always kind of disliked kind of won me over with the eighties shit so I'm like yeah. all right you know here we go Manhattan needed better kills and it needed <clears throat> more Manhattan. Uh, and that's why it went below. And seven just has a place in my heart because Nona and Tina is Tina and Nona. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. It just, it just it impacted me, and it was, you know, if looks could kill, which Tina had, Nona has that look. You know, she's just like her daddy. I'm going. I'm going to be honest though. If I started to include the first six, which I'm not going to do because we, we've been long enough on this podcast. Yeah, six still top for me. I'm going to be hard-pressed between 4 and the remake on my next one after that. I really am, because the the remake is so fucking entertaining to watch. Yeah. Uh, but 4 is so fucking good, too. Like, I, it, it probably would be 6, 4, and then the remake, and then I would have to, I'd have to decide after that point, because I've really, I, I told Cody, I, I've grown to like 2. Like, I didn't, after we watched it, and I've ruminated on it, the fact that Jenny is such a good final girl in that movie, the way that they end the movie with that shrine to Pamela Voorhees and like some of the kills, like with the, the kid with the, uh, the, um, the wheelchair, the way that he bounces down the steps. And then that, that one that they stole from Bay of blood where he impels the two people that are fucking with yeah. the spear. Uh, two's really ran up my list. Like I really like two a lot. Yeah. I mean, I know it's sackhead, Jason, and it's not the mask, but still. It's, he had to grow. It took time, you know? Uh, seven would for sure be above one, though. I, I there is, There's so much good in seven. If it just, if they tweaked it a little more, it would have been perfect. And that's, you know, that's fine, because that, obviously that's how I feel about Manhattan. Now, please don't mistake that because 10 is my second to the last that I did not like 10. I did like 10. Uh, I kind of almost want to put it one above seven, so it would be my number four choice, but I'm leaving it as is. Uh, I am surprised that I liked Space Jason, so I'm with Cody. I didn't say it at the time, other than telling you to leave Cody alone. Uh, I, I did. And I, I, and I don't have anything against Cody. It's just that yeah. 
I know what I thought when I first saw it being the crotchety 20 year old that I was the time that I watched it and whenever, and I could see a kid enjoying that movie because how campy it is. Yeah. Um, and then big hulky Jason, man, that was awesome. You know? Uh, but I will say this, um, I, I'm a much bigger fan of five than I ever thought I would be. The one that's not Jason, the one that's got the, the dude singing or, you know, in the toilet to his girlfriend Oh yeah, uh, and talking about those enchiladas. Uh, there's a lot of fun in that movie. And you got Debbie Sue Voorhees yes. <laughs> that inspired John LaJolie or whatever his name is to sing an entire song that I sent you about how he, he saw it as a kid. And he didn't know how to process it because he was really turned on by Debbie Sue Voorhees. But then seeing her die, he didn't know how to process that. So it fucked him up for years. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what, though? It's so funny. I have a friend um, that's watching that recently watched. I want to say the first uh, four or five, you know, Friday the 13th. And she's like, oh, my God. Uh, you know, these slashers, these girls have big old juggies. And I'm like, you're uh, if you're talking about Friday the 13th, you're only talking about one film. In particular, I go, and that is, you know, her last name is Voorhees, and yes, yeah, she's got big old juggies. I go, but other than that, majority of them are a part of the itty-bitty titty committee. <laughs> and she disagreed with me, and I'm like, well, you're wrong. And if you're listening well, to this podcast. Well, until you get to the remake, yeah. and the remake has a lot with big old titties. But, you know, uh, they, they started pumping uh, estrogen into our water at a certain point, and I think that helped. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, uh, but... Overall, this is a damn good series. Oh yeah, and there, there's not. I mean, outside of one, and I and I give props to one. You got Kevin Bacon getting the arrow through the neck. That's pretty damn cool. And you know, and and Betsy Palmer. It, it's it's fun, but uh, it's the weakest one of the entire series. The first one. Yeah. But once you get into Jason proper, when he's in the movies, they're all they all have something that's worth watching. Yeah. <sighs> 100% because other than me saying, look, I'm owed some time back from Manhattan. Uh, it's a joke. There was, an, there was enjoyable shit in that one. Uh, there, yeah, because, I mean, he's he's killing from pretty much the first few scenes of the movie. So, yeah. I mean, you, you can't say that it took forever to get to the kills in that one either. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, and not only that, though, look, at, you can't, can you really be upset with Kane Hodder? You just can't. <sighs> Not, not really, but that's what I'm, but this series, I mean, it's, it's, it's more enjoyable overall than, than Nightmare was. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, Nightmare had some duds to me. I mean, part two, I can recognize for the people who love that movie, but it's, it's, I I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought that I might upon a rewatch and part four hit a little flat for me and and people love part four because it's the one that's got, uh, you know, it's got the girl getting the, her, you know, it's like, he's like, let's suck face. And then he like, you know, yeah. pulls all the air out of her. Uh, but when we watched it, I don't know. It just, I didn't get, it didn't hit me this time when I watched it. Yeah. It, it, the thing of it is too, is that the, you really, you can't compare the two because they, although they are slashers, they're just, they're different types of slashers, which is great because we can't have the same thing every time, you know? Yeah, and I mean, the highs in, in Nightmare are higher than this to me, but uh, overall, the, this series is more enjoyable. Oh, definitely, Just, yeah. 
And then Chucky surprised me too. I mean, if we're going to throw him into the mix because I, I didn't, I was like, okay, you know, we're going to get to like Seed and, you know, Colt and that's, they're going to bottom out. Colt was actually pretty fucking good, I thought. But anyways. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the classic slashers are classic for a reason. They, they're they they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> they stand the test of time. Uh, they are remade very well. There's a reason why we just keep coming back to them. And they are going to remake uh, Nightmare uh, whenever they finally... Uh, the, I hope the Duff, Duffer brothers get it because if they they show that they could do a Nightmare movie with what they did in season four of Stranger Things, yeah, I don't know who I would want to be in a new Jason movie because they got to get the actor right for Jason. They, they do. Just do. Do you think they're going to use... Do you think they'll even consider the actor that did the 2010 remake? I forgot what his name was. Uh uh, Derek Mears. Uh, no, 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 no. Not they, for Jason. I'm sorry. For Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, no. They're not getting Jackie Earl Haley back. No, no. That they're not sucks. getting him back. For I think he deserves redemption yeah. unless he doesn't want it, you know? <sighs> the only thing is, is that I don't like the fact that he doesn't care about the legacy of the films and what Robert brought to it. Okay. Then, I yeah. Feel like, I feel like, I feel like if you, uh, he was fine. But then his comments about, well, fu- you know, it's like these movies are fucking stupid and, you know, all okay. that. You need, to get, you need to get somebody in there that yeah. cares. he needs you to know? fuck right the fuck off with that. Shame on him. <laughs> and then I don't know who I would want to play Jason other than Derek Mears if he was to come back because I feel like Kane Hodder might be past his prime on doing I agree these. with you on that. Kane Hodder is too old. Uh, we don't know what's up with Ken, whatever his name is. Kurzinger, I'm sure he's the same age yeah. as Kane Hodder. They he played came a, up together. Yeah, and so Derek is a lot younger, well, currently, so yeah. I agree with you on that one. It's got to be Derek. I think he had the perfect mix between menacing. He was ruthless in this fucking film. And in terms of, you know, uh, not as stocky Jason. He's just taller. He was 6'5", just like Ken. Uh, I think it worked well because he's alive. And he also cares a lot about the character. So yes. if I think that's going to add a lot to it if they bring him back. Clearly um, by the movies he's been in and the shows, he's passionate about like classic characters or what we consider to be classic characters. Uh, I don't care if they bring Texas Chainsaw back, period, because they brought it back for Netflix and I hated that one. I just, yeah. It was awful. They, they did it dirty. And, Which, by and, the way, though, did you see at Spirit Halloween they have the original uh, fucking... Um, Leatherface, high heels I'm and sure all. That, yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's a series too. Where the first two movies, I mean, they're drastically different. I know you had your issues with part two, but like uh, the first two movies are the best ones in the series. And then after that, none of them are really stand out to me, anyways. So I don't. It's not that one's the worst of the slasher series. Well. Friday the 13th is one of the first series where the number one takes a hard hit because it's not Jason Voorhees. And Friday the 13th is Jason Voorhees. And sorry, Miss, Mrs. Voorhees, you're a classic and you definitely deserve a little bit of, you know, uh, I don't know, attention for what you brought. But at the same time, the actress that played her, much like the actress that is fucking up Snow White for Disney right now, yeah. You talked a little bit too much shit, and you, of all the opportunities you were given, instead of being grateful and saying, yeah, I'm going to take it, because let's be honest, at the end of the day, you might be Pamela Voorhees, but you're aging, and you're 
your ability to get roles is very slim and you just keep turning these down and giving these bullshit reasons and the fans are going to turn against you for that, you know? I, I don't disagree. And, uh, but in regards to Texas, you know, Chainsaw Massacre, like the first two on a totally different level, they had a few hits here and there in the middle, but overall that series to me is not the best of any yeah. of these. Now we're about to get into the one that's the most convoluted the most uh con you know divisive between the fans and that's halloween because i'll be fucking honest with you part one if they would have done what john carpenter said and never made another michael myers movie i would have been perfectly fine with it because part <laughs> one is a is a damn near perfect movie uh part two i know it's got its fans i'm going to rewatch it for this i hopefully i'll come back to it with a new appreciation but i've always kind of found it found it kind of dull it's okay. it's it's mel it's melatonin for Fair. me it's ambient uh part three i like but it's it has nothing to do with michael myers yes it's, you know clearly of the witch. clearly liarena's favorite it, it's not that it's my favorite i can't really say it's my favorite when i haven't seen every single one in the series but it is very memorable to me and it's got a good memory in my head like you know core memory <laughs> Uh, H2O, I saw in theaters. It was okay. Okay. Uh, and I'm hoping that when I go back and rewatch it, that I appreciate it a little bit more like I did some of these movies. Got it. Uh, Resurrection, I'm not going to appreciate because that fucking movie, every time I catch it on TV, I just, I'm like, this, what? what is this fucking shit? Are we watching the uh, remake at all or no? Because there's a uh, remake and a sequel, isn't there? What is it? For Halloween, there's a remake and a sequel, isn't there? Uh, well, no, Rob it's Zombie not. movies are, are, are remakes. Okay. Are we doing any of those uh, or no? Well, that's the thing. The way we said we was doing yeah. it, we're covering one and two, and then we're going to pick our favorites of the rest of okay. them, uh, one each. So we're not doing this for six hours like we did exactly. this. Exactly. Oh, boy. Yeah. For anyone listening who's made it this far, I'm going to release, I'm going to have to release the first episode Monday night, and then... I'm going to do Wednesday for the ones in between and then Friday for Friday the 13th. And that's good because the, the two best ones get on the, the on the actual day. Yes. Um, I don't know what I'm going to pick because I, well, we I, can't I'm tell conflicted. each other. Yeah, I know, but I'm conflicted because I, I I'm going to go back and I'm going to give Rob zombies remake a chance because, uh, I think it's time that I go back and, and view that again and see what I think about it. I don't, I don't. I'm. I'm positive it's not going to be uh, five or six, uh, and I don't know about four because a lot of people like four as a continuation of one and two. But I never found four that great. So, yeah. and then the new ones, they, I liked them, and then they shit the bed. So yeah. I, mm. Mm. <laughs> but if you take 2018 and and ignore the other two. It might be in contention. Okay. Uh, it's not. It's it's not bad as a continuation of one and two. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. That series they've rebooted it or they've re they've changed the which movies are in the the run. You know the actual continuity so many times that yeah I can't keep track. It's it's it. I mean it's it's dumb. But anyways. Uh, anything else you want to say about our, our special, special boy before we uh, wrap it up on him? Uh, this has been so fun. 
I struggle to get through huge series like this. And I'm so glad I have finally been able to, I can now say I have watched it. Well, aside from, okay. Aside from the fan films, which now I want to watch, I can I say, do actually want to watch them now. Yes. After reviewing these and enjoying what we enjoyed from these films, Jason being like, ugh, he is reign supreme of slasher right now. Uh, you know, I get to say now I have watched every single, you know, Friday the 13th and Jason Voorhees film. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm at my children's level now. We can relate a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to feel dumb when I don't like, I'm like, what? I didn't know this happened. Yeah, mom, duh, you know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty excited about it. And oh my, it was, it was a good time. And I am so happy that the remake was as good as it was. Oh my god, that what I was smiling from the terror. That's how good it was. It was uh I was surprised because I got to this side of it and and I told you like the first six, I was like, this is gonna be a good watch for these, and then we got this back side. I'm like, I I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that when we when we wrap this up in October, but I was pleasantly surprised and I actually watched these movies like I mean, like over several nights and I only stopped them just if I got like super tired and I, and I was missing things to pick them back up the next day. That's the only yeah. reason I, I, I stopped them and I wasn't looking at my phone. Like I didn't have nope. any of that shit going on. It was a good time. Absolutely. I've noticed that. Okay. So I did pick up my phone a few times during these films and I noticed that when I did, I missed something and then I'd have to go and rewind it. So I learned real fast. Just don't fucking do that. <laughs> You're clearly enjoying the films. Don't fucking do that, you know? Exactly. Uh, but if it's the burning, then by all means. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So I think we've talked long enough. Uh, with that, peace be with you. And with your spirit. Christian all the time has come And you know that you're the only one to say